And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Assassinated. America assassinated. What does that mean? Have we been taken out? Not quite yet, I don't think. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. I'm Doug Hagman, in studio, radio and television studio. My son, Joe Hagman, together something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team, the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to our, our uh, radio program, our broadcast, as heard right here. On the Global Star Radio Network, it's the place to be, along with Blog Talk Radio. I want to say hello to everyone listening via Blog Talk, BTR, a wonderful platform. I want to say hello to everyone watching us live right here on our official YouTube channel. If you haven't done so, go ahead and subscribe. It's well worth your time. Subscribe to the, our official YouTube channel. That's the official Hagman and Hagman Report. Team K9, actually. An endearment, term of endearment after our dog of, our mascot dog, King, who passed away. But his memory lives on in the form of Watchmen Unleashed. And you know, we often, we often say somewhat jokingly, saddle for battle, but you could put a saddle on King. He was about a 140 pound German Shepherd that, uh, meant business. So he's our iconic dog. And I want to thank Nancy Stone. I know there's a lot of Nancy Stones out there. I just want to thank again Nancy Stone. This is this is a while now, right after his passing, that he sent uh, she sent a picture she painted a king, an oil painting, which we have. I have actually in my living room, in my home. Nancy Stone, what a great artist, uh, oil paint. My goodness, it was just it's just such a great. A fantastic uh, oil painting. I, I, looks exactly like uh, I King, mean, and it captures what he was like. Yeah, you know, uh, in a way, exactly. And and also, I'll say this, Nancy Stone, if you're listening, I owe you a lot. I mean, I owe you. I'll buy you a dinner. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just an amazing. As you said, it it captures the spirit. Of King, and I don't know too many painters who could actually do that. A lot to get into tonight, but anyway, Nancy, Nancy Stone, um, thank you again, a warm thank you for for that that painting. And again, if you're listening to this broadcast, uh, get in touch with me, and just I, I just I, I I wow, I looked at it today again and. Again, it's, it's, it's in the, um, it's in the main area of our, of our residence and my wife and I. And it's just such a wonderful, wonderful painting of, of King. And, and now we have Lady, Lady the Studio Dog. Right, where is she? She's laying around here somewhere. So we get, uh, we get deliveries right around, uh, 50 minutes in the broadcast thereabouts. So, you know, if you hear her bark, you'll know that the man making the deliveries has arrived. Sometimes she barks, sometimes she just knows. She's a smart dog. We were talking, or I was talking to, uh, talking to somebody about, uh, 
all about Teddy, Michael Savage's dog. And uh just want to say, you know, I don't know how many people listen to Michael Savage. If not, you should. Um, great radio talk show host, but uh, his dog, Teddy, is a, is a little ill. Twelve years old, I know that. I know how that is. And, uh, you know, we... we we have uh, a, a specific and a special relationship with our dogs, don't we, with our animals? They're really something. Uh lady knows, uh, and Michael Savage today said if Teddy could vote, I mean, he could have like five PhDs, and if he could vote, he knows all the issues. And so does Lady. She's really well-read on the issues. She knows. She's got everything together. She's a great, uh, she's a, she's a social conservative. I gotta tell you, um, she gonna be voting this election? Uh, she she might, you know, it, because I think the election rules do allow that uh, since they've been changed, right? I'm pretty sure. Now she she's not an illegal alien; she's undocumented, so perhaps maybe that'll give her the right to vote. What do you think, folks? <clears throat> but uh, lady is just a wonderful addition to our our studio and our lives. Tonight's broadcast, folks, is so proud to tell you tonight's broadcast brought to you by Casper, Casper.com. How are you sleeping out there? Let me ask you that. How are you sleeping? Do you wake up feeling great, or do you wake up with those stiff bones and, oh, man? Or or how about, are, are you able to get comfortable in bed at night, or if you work during the night, during the day? We have a solution for you. Casper Mattress, a Casper Mattress for you. Folks, Casper is a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress that's sold directly to consumers that wipes out the middleman. You don't have to go to a showroom. No. it it They have eliminated the, the commission-driven inflated prices you would normally get from a showroom. And, and it's award-winning sleep surface. This is the best part. Can you tell that I slept on a Casper mattress last night? I hope so. Ah, I feel great today. But but it's, it's an award-winning sleep surface. It was developed in-house. It's got a sleek design, and it, and believe it or not, it's delivered in a small, hey, how did they do that size box? Now, in addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and a soft, breathable, and soft, breathable sheets. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, my wife loves them. I love them. What an amazing quality. And the cost of mattresses can, well, they can be well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost significantly less. Anywhere from 500 for a twin size mattress to 950 for a king. But the sleep surface is absolutely the best out there. I, I am, <laughs> I am a Casper customer. Folks, go to Casper.com. Go to Hagman and Hagman.com. Click on the link. To Casper, because uh, the reason, well, we get credit. It's, no, it's not a commission sales thing, but we get credit. They track, you know. So go to Casper. Go to Hagman at Hagman dot com. Click on the link to Casper. Okay. More on that later. Well, before I go, before I say that, um, you can actually try Casper mattress for a hundred nights risk-free in your own home and if you don't love it they'll pick it up and refund you everything it's it's made in america it's really a no-brainer folks casper mattress more on that later as we get into the program tonight here's what we're gonna here's here's the schedule joe what's our schedule um i'm gonna take a a little bit of the first segment here right and then um 
after uh, the first segment at 7.30, we're going to open up the phone lines and we're going to take calls throughout the the rest of the show while we um, cover some news and and uh, subjects that we want to talk about. And we're going to take calls throughout the uh, till the broadcast end. All and right. Then, All right. That's good. Uh, quick update for the rest of the week. Tomorrow night, Paul McGuire will be our guest, and uh, he's doing yeah. a, a giveaway, and we'll announce those details tomorrow for his new book. Fantastic. The Prophecy of the Future of America 2016-2017. And then Friday, Jim Mars will be our guest. Oh, you know, Jim Mars is an incredibly, I mean, he's been around for a long time, and he's investigated a lot of things. This is going to be an incredible broadcast. Uh, Jim Mars is um, um, author of Our Cult of the History, and he's written so many forewords and um, to, to so many books out there. What an incredible researcher. Bring a notepad and a pen for that program. Jim Morris. Next week we're going to have uh, both uh, Pastor Chuck Baldwin uh, and Patrick Wood on on our program, the author of Technocracy, and others. So we have a we just have just a dynamic lineup for you. But folks, the lineups beginning at the bottom of the hour lineup for phone calls. We ask that you don't be seminar callers. I mean, make your point as quickly as you can and as succinctly as you can. We'd love to visit. We'll visit with you some other time at, in, in detail. But we, our goal is to get as many callers in as possible. All right? Not to brush you off, but get as many callers in as possible. But the topic really tonight is America assassinated. And I think that, that there's a lot to that. Uh, I mentioned Michael Savage earlier. He's got a book... Uh, Scorched Earth out that's coming out. Um, the what we're looking at is a post Obama America. And the question of course is it going to be a post Obama America? Or are we going to have more of the same? Join me now in my ringside Thug at Ringside segment. All right. Ringside with Doug Hagman. That's right. I was, as I was looking, as I was preparing for the program, both with Joe and outside of Joe, and we were, we were talking and I was talking to others and in, in the wake of my appearance on Alex Jones, I got a lot of emails, a lot of emails about this, about Christians in America today and about conservatives in America and about Christian conservatives. About conservative Christians, distinction with the difference. And we were, as I was looking over the emails, I, I was astounded by the number of people who are still adhering to the what would I, what I would call the uh, the traditional mainstream media hostage crisis situation, where all things that mainstream media you, you become a, you become really a hostage in, in a sense programmed by the mainstream media in all things political. We forget sometimes our, our what we're doing here, walking on this earth. I, I think it's really a, an important thing. I think that, that many people today are just going through the motions, never really thinking about their legacy, their mortality, their 
purpose for living. Have you, have you thought about it? Let me ask you that. Have you thought about how you, what your, what your, what your mission is here on earth? I think about mine every day because if, if I screw know? up, yeah, right. I mean, if I screw up, if we screw up, if we don't do the right thing, we may not have a second chance. Well, I say that meaning that we could, we could die tomorrow. Or we could suffer some sort of impairment or infirmity where tomorrow might not be available for us. But what about America? And where are we at now? And how should today's Christian, and I don't portend to speak for today's Christian, I am a Christian male. I consider myself an alpha male, Christian male. But I don't speak for the Christians out there. I speak for myself as a Christian and as a conservative. Notice I I didn't throw any political uh, titles like Republican or Democrat or Independent. We're, We're looking at a crisis right now. We're looking at eight years under this Marxist, Leninist, tyrannical, Stalin-like dictator. Now, I realize that some people, especially those in academia, might go through that and say, wait a minute, there's a difference between Marxism and Leninism and Stalin, and there's huge differences. Well, maybe so in the minutia, but in the end, what you have is this drive for an oligarchy, this, this, this centralization of all control by the left-wing democratic national socialist maggots out there who want to take away your freedoms, who, who want to shove tolerance of all things that are evil, immoral, and unbiblical down your throats under the guise of tolerance. And as I said many times before, America does not have a tolerance problem. We have a, or an intolerance problem. We have a problem with tolerance. We tolerate too doggone much. And if you're a Christian out there tolerating the stuff that's being forced down your throats, then we have to be the first to say we're not going to do this. We're not going to accept it. And it's, you know what? Some people are going to stand up and get smacked down. Kind of like whack-a-mole. The game. Did you ever play that whack-a-mole with your child or your grandchild? You're going to have to be the one that stands up ahead of the crowd or above the crowd and say, "No, we're not going to. We're not going to accept this. How? We're not going to accept this any longer. We're not going to accept this lawlessness any longer." And as I was talking with uh, Alex Jones yesterday, the globalists right now are. And I spoke with Dave Hodges about this too, and others. And I'm not name dropping. I'm just kind of telling you all the the people within the sphere who are very concerned about what's taking place in America. What have we, we've been concerned, and, and we're, we're watching things, and we're trying to game this out. And uh, we, we we've come up with a couple of issues that are that, that appear to be really game changing issues. And I'm going to go over one of those with you now in, in this ringside segment. <clears throat> One of the huge issues here, as we, as America is being led down this path of tyranny, this, this path of post 
Obama tyrannical government lawlessness. One of the issues is the Second Amendment. Of course, the Second and First Amendments are tied at the hip because without the Second Amendment, you can't have the First. And without the Second Amendment, there would be no First. The Second Amendment is the is is put in place to ensure the First Amendment. So, as Christians, follow my thinking on this. As Christians, we have we have a not just a a responsibility, but a duty, in my view, to protect our families. It's a God-given responsibility. If you're the alpha male out there and you're, you're the head of your family, you better doggone well be the head of your family. And not leave it to someone else to take care of your family. Well, how do you do that in today's environment? It's by both prayer and practice. The prayer is obvious. You have to be righteous both in your intent and in your mind and your actions. You have to be biblically righteous. But but you also have to be practically, you you have to apply the practical, there's got to be a practical application here. Because you just like anything else, you, you can't just, you can't just exist in theory. Because we're humans. Some people say, well, I'm going to go to my prayer closet and that's where I'm going to be and whatever happens is the will of God. Well, okay. If you think that through, I've got some problems with that, but those are my problems, not yours. And if that's your choice, that's your choice. Then you live with the consequences. Just don't blame God, in my view anyway, don't blame God when things go south while you're in your prayer closet. It's not to disparage any Christian out there. I'm, trust me when I tell you this. I understand the need for prayer. I understand the need to hit your knees. But I also understand the need for action. So if you quote me, please quote me, quote the entire monologue here and the context in which I said the, the things that I'm saying. Because most assuredly there are people that, that, will, that won't do that. And well, you know how it goes, right? It's the wild west out there in terms of, in terms of people who, uh, <laughs> oh, he said this. Well, they're morons. Some of them. But the second amendment, and I just want to focus on this very quickly. We're going to have a choice in November. And I, let me say this. I don't believe I believe that there's a lot of ground to cover between now and November. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down, is from a commercial, I think, back in the 80s, when Joe was a kid, young kid, early 80s. I don't know. Maybe earlier, maybe later. I can't remember. But we're going to have to make a choice as Christians, as conservatives. And by the way, any conservative that doesn't, vote for Donald Trump if that is our only option here to me as a moron you are not living up to your Christian responsibility again this is in my view only because the title of this segment is ringside with Doug so I, I can say that 
<clears throat> you're not fulfilling your, fulfilling your your Christian responsibility. And you might say, well, oh, you can't say that. Uh, uh, smack me around a little bit. No. That's your choice. It, 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 this is my view. If our choices are only Hillary, Diane Rodham, the witch, the yak, Clinton, let's have a Clinton yak fest here for those watching on YouTube. Let's give you a little treat. Tell me when the yak is active. And the yak is active. For those watching on YouTube, this is an Eric the Tech special. The yak attack. The yak attack. For those listening on, on Global Star or on BTR, you can go to the YouTube later and uh, check out the Yak Attack. I don't know what made me say, uh, what made me equate uh, Hillary Rodham, Hillary Diane Rodham, the way the, me the either. Clinton. I don't know. But anyway, it just sounded good. Hit Clinton the Yak. There she is. But a bing. I have a delay here. So. But yeah. A delay I, from what? The, 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 no, delay on the screen. The, on the screen. I couldn't get the YouTube to work on my computer for yeah. some reason. So let's see. So it's it's, a, it's an Eric the Tech special. Hillary the Yak. We're gonna make that stick, right? We have to make the Yak stick. So anyway, but but so our choices are Hillary propped up by pillows, Clinton, the witch. More of the same. More of Obama. More of the centralization. More of the oligarchy. More of the tyranny. More of the lawlessness. More of the the spiritual and moral debasement of the country. A, a country that will be left without borders, without effective borders, with a corrupted language and a corrupted culture, a balkanization of, of, of North America, of the United States, that is, where villages are fighting within other villages because of the lack of assimilation. Or the alternative in this case, the only viable alternative in my view would be Donald Trump. Oh, he's got flaws out the wazoo. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I've never met the guy, but I, I'm, yeah, I don't know. He's been through divorce. He's been through bankruptcy. He's been through uh, accusations of, of sexual, you know, uh, misconduct. He's been through all kinds of stuff. But on balance, now I'm not conceding to a lesser of two evils, but on balance, who would you as a Christian perhaps be able to function best under. I, I think at this point, given what given the information we know now, and only that information that we know now, probably Trump. Certainly not Hillary. The never never Trumpers out there, including some of the conservative Christian Christians out there, don't understand you. Don't understand you a bit. Do not what I don't I don't get it. I'm not saying Trump is the answer. I'm saying Trump is an answer. And if he buys us more time, great. Because that's more time for your grand grandchild to swing on the swing. It's more time for it's more time for you to save some more souls. It's more time for you to say more prayers. It's more time for you to get right before it all hits the fan. But I, I just want to just. Just to set the record straight here, no man is going to, no one man is going to save us from the morass that we're in. No one man is going to be able to change what has, what has gone on for decades, if not the better part of a century. No one man is going to, is going to be able to help your family and your situation, 
directly. Only God can do that, and only you can do that. So as you listen to the political pundits talk, you have to you have to have one thing, and that's perspective. In my view, anyway, perspective. Gain perspective about your situation. And we can get into the Second Amendment things, like, for example, will the Second Amendment survive a Hillary Clinton presidency? Probably not. Now, when I said Weeble's Wobble, I was just reminded by Eric, who, who, who just shook his head when I said Weeble's Wobble, but they don't fall down. The latest on the Clinton, the yak, Clinton, of course, she's got to be propped up by pillows. That's why. That's that's why I mentioned that weebles wobble, but they won't fall down. She's she's propped up by by pillows. Not no. See, this is all part of a deranged right wing conspiracy. Right. Well, that's true. I'm deranged as they get. I'm sure. At least you can ask some people. Or according to the Hillary Clinton campaign, if you question her health, right. of course, you are part of a deranged conspiracy pushed yeah, by the right. Trump campaign. And it's all just uh, it's all just political theater anyway, but. Note, note that the next uh, next uh, person in the Oval Office will be selecting Supreme Court justices, plural, including the vacant seat and probably, uh, well, Ginsburg and others. But they can't. But turn over an amendment. Oh, but but say we we understand that. But we have to look at this. No, I'm saying this is the defense that the Clinton campaign and and supporters are throwing well, out there. Well, they've done actually... it. They've done it. They've uh, they've effectively convinced the majority of the American public, those people, that it's they make the laws. They make the laws from the bench, folks. This is there has never been in modern history, in modern American history. A more important time to be alive and to be on your toes and to saddle for battle because battle is what we are going to be engaging. Battle for our safety, our security, the sake of our country, and for each one of us individually. God did not give us a spirit of fear, nor did he give us a spirit of surrender. Saddle up. Get ready for battle. And understand that we've got a lot to lose, but we have more to gain, too. We can still win. We will win this war. It's how we fight it that's going to make a difference. Stay right where you're at. More to come. That's right, Hillary, the yak, the yak attack. Again, weebles wobble, but they won't fall down. The the tyrannical oligarchy that is in place in this in this country that is America. And I, I saw a comment. Um, you know, America's not a uh, um, se. Uh, well, I can't really say the word. Not really a, a crappy place. I can say that word. Oh, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying that the criminals in power, the criminals who have seized power and maintained power and are attempting to centralize everything, 
such as the Obamas, the, the, the Clintons, the Gores, the, even to, to a large extent, the conservative neocons, Bushes, conservative small c, those people who have created the infrastructure to consolidate power are, in fact, the, well, they've done so at our peril, not theirs. You notice that, uh, Hillary, the uh, Clinton has got walls around, walls fortifying her compound in, in Westchester, New York, of course, her and Bill's compound. But, says, can't have the walls at the southern border. We're going to be taking your calls. Beginning. We're going to open the phone lines, folks, right now. Pop in line, and we're going to be taking them throughout the program, 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. want to hear what you've got to say, but please make it make it very pointed, and we want to see how many calls we can get to with your thoughts. You got, uh, there you go. Eric just said, you got a minute on the Hagman Report. The Hagman Report minute. I like that. All right. Uh, the news headlines, of course, that are all prevalent. You can, you can, you folks, you know what they are. Um, we, of course, held four million dollars cash until Iran freed the prisoners. Of course, that's not Cash for prisoner exchange. Now you'll, you'll remember we had a very similar uh, situation with uh, with um, <laughs> we had a very similar situation with Reagan. It's Tehran to charge detain American citizen with threatening national security. Of course, that's up there as well. Mexican president's going to meet with Trump. He agreed to meet with him. Um, Huma Abedin, of course, one of the globalist. Stooges, along with Cheryl Mills, but whom Abedin, her Muslim faith has helped her through the darkest days of her marriage to Carlos Danger. I'm not sure if I'd classify that as a marriage, but okay. Her Islamic faith has given her the strength to say with uh, Carlos the Wiener Danger. That's his name, Anthony Wiener. Sorry. No, 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 Eric, do not do a dancing wiener. That's okay. We have the dancing yak, not the wiener. See, you're going to get us in trouble. Now, here's the thing. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? To all of you listening out there, doesn't what Huma said make absolutely perfect sense? It does. The feminists who are up in arms over, oh, my goodness, the mistreatment of Muslims, or I'm sorry, not the feminists, but you can throw them in there too, but the the progressive leftists out there who are who are in up in arms over the mistreatment of the Muslims and the xenophobia that we all suffer from. Us, Spencer, Gaffney, I'm trying to think who else, uh, Pamela Geller. The list is endless. We're xenophobes, we're bigots, we're racists even. So says places like the Southern Poverty Law Center and Right Wing Watch. I'm not sure if it's an actual right wing, but it could be a left wing or a thigh. But anyway, yeah, poor, poor choice of poor attempt at humor, right? But see, it doesn't make perfect sense because the 
her Muslim faith teaches her to be sub, absolutely subservient to Carlos Danger, Anthony the Wiener, Carlos Danger. So it makes perfect sense. As a matter of fact, I'm sure her Muslim faith would have her dressed in a burqa. That's more of a cultural thing than a religious thing, but nonetheless, and be subjugated to Sharia in the United States. I'm sure she'd love that. But isn't it interesting, and Dave Hodges pointed this out, isn't it interesting that all of the highly ranked or in or highly ranked people in this government Oh, my beautiful, gorgeous, lovely wife just walked into the studio. I gotta stop because I, I just heard, I heard Lady the Studio Dog jump up and greet her. You, you wanna come on camera and say hello? We're live. You know that. Would you like to come on and say hello? Now, again, that's not called for. This is a family show. She didn't do anything. I'm just kidding. But having said all that, um, Looking at the Huma Abedin situation where she's proclaiming that her Muslim faith has gotten her through the weaknesses of the marriage to Carlos danger. The, the, in case you're wondering where that came from, the, that's one of his aliases on those sex, sex list, sexting things. Carlos danger. It's not a made up name. His real name, Anthony Weiner. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I like Car- Carlos danger better. I, it's just me, but, but see, Huma Abedin is, has been, uh, has been, uh, Brainwashed, I believe, and, and is a, is a mental hostage to this moon god who believes who, with, with the, with the teachings in the Quran and the Hadith that you've got to be, you, you, you as a woman are, are absolutely, you're only a, only a fraction of that as a man. And you are to be subjugated through Sharia, through the Quran, through the Hadith, in, in the in the Islamic practice, and, and it's completely subservient to your husband. Your your husband can take other wives, even, but you must remain faithful and at the at the service to your husband. In this case, Carlos, the weeder, danger. I, I say that tongue in cheek, but that's the mentality. In seriousness, that's the mentality being pushed upon all of America by this oligarchy of tyranny and of Islamic tyranny. Notice that, as Dave Hodges was pointing out, notice that, that just about all of the high-ranking government positions and officials are, they're filled with, uh, Muslim operatives. DHS. TSA. State Department. The Executive Branch. Look at how many congressmen staffers there are, staffers for, for our congress critters, who are Islamic, of the Islamic uh, faith. We've been taken over. If if on the morning of September 12, 2001, I would have gotten on the air, or Joe, or any one of us, and said, you know, Barack Hussein Obama II would be president in 2008, seven years from now, and, oh yes, we would have the head of the CIA as as a Muslim, a Muslim would be at the head of the CIA. Let that sink in for a moment, and, and we would be looking at a Clinton run for the presidency. Well, that would probably be believable on September twelfth, two thousand and one, maybe. 
But the bottom line here is we've been taken over from within. So America has been assassinated by the oligarchs, by the criminal elite. George Soros-funded groups like Black Lives Matter. And you know that the, the head of Black Lives Matter is living in a house owned by the, the Open Society Institute. You know that Black Lives Matter is a recipient of $650,000 of funding to, to go out there and to, and to uh, cause trouble in Milwaukee and other places. Meanwhile, they, the, the criminal elite want to take our guns away. You uh, know what? I want to yeah. jump in here because there's a new article out from the Washington Times today. Black Lives Matter cashes in with $100 million from liberal foundations. Right. Now, the Open Society Institute is 655000 of that. Then you've got the Ford Foundation. you got the Ford Foundation. You've got uh, the Carnegie Institute. Um, there are other ones. But, yes, you're right. Meanwhile, was, the, the mainstream media will have you believe, Joe, that this is nothing more than what? Than, than a spontaneous uprising, just like Benghazi, or just like Arab Spring was spontaneous. No, it wasn't. This is all very carefully orchestrated and planned. Right? And the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement say that what they're doing here, uh, they provide grants, they help the movement build the resources, technical assistance to organization, working to advance the leadership and vision of young, black, queer, feminist, and immigrant leaders who are shaping and leading a national conversation about criminalization, policing, and race in America. Well, <clears throat> it's amazing. Can we can we have another? Can we have another yak? Uh, Trump. Okay, folks, pay attention to the screen right now. Watch your screens. This is the, the yak has cometh. Clinton, Hillary Clinton, the yak. For those watching on YouTube, it's a yak attack. And for those listening on Global Star and BTR, just go to our YouTube channel and you'll see what Eric the Tech has done for us. But but Joe, back to what you were saying. Yes, yes. And it's interesting how the talking points for Black Lives Matter is starting to line up with some of the policy suggestions. George Soros uh, talked about the Hillary in um, soon after they unveiled the policy after the fund was announced, they accused Israel of being an apartheid state guilty of genocide. And this is what George Soros um, was uh, hacked emails showed George Soros reveals plans to fight Israel's racist policies this was leaked e- uh, emails from the uh, hacked servers that show communications between George Soros and Hillary Clinton as he was advising her on different policy decisions yep. from the message to Israel there to other decisions that affected oh, yeah. protest and anti-government uh, movements in other countries across the world. Well, and I think, look, look, everything that we're seeing take place inside this country right now is the product of, in my estimation, the product of the last throes of the globalist attempt to maintain their grasp on on the control of this country. Now, now think about this for a minute. And think about how precarious we are right now, the, the, the situation is right now. I don't want to paint such a dire picture because... Again, we are looking at a chance to change things. Can we change it through Donald Trump? Look, I believe in the movement, not the man. I believe in the spirit, not the body in, the, in total. It, what I'm saying is we cannot follow a man, we, or we cannot look at a man and expect that man to change our environment. He can 
stop shooting us, or, or you know, he, metaphorically speaking, he can stop the attacks on us. He can stop the flood of illegals into this country. He can address those things if, and I believe God can use our leaders in that in that capacity. Then again, he can get in the Oval Office and, and go 180 degrees the other way, or go too far to the to the right where he becomes a, a leader by fiat, like Clinton or like uh, Obama is doing. Except, except for the other side, which which would betray the Constitution as well. But on balance, what are you willing to put your money on, or your not not your money, but what are you willing to put your future on? Are you willing to put your future on a an anti-Semite? Which globalist oligarch, the Yak, Hillary Rodham, the Yak Clinton, which we know what we're going to get, or a man who says, no, he's going to bring us out of this particular situation in the, in the polling station, at the polling station. What do you, which, which lever are you willing to press as a Christian and a conservative and perhaps a conservative Christian? Which level, lever are you going to choose? And you see what gets me, and, and why I'm I'm kind of interested in this now, uh, not 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 just now, but I mean, it's talking about this. When when you watch the mainstream media refuse to talk about Hillary the Yak being propped up by pillows because weebles wobble, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down, or or, or they refuse to, to talk about her um her, her monthly spiritual. Every six week spiritual uh, trip to, to California to well, it's not even their refusal to talk about it. They're doubling down. There saying you go. That you know this is something that um, is made up in the head of Donald Trump and, and right wing conspiracy to the point where they actually released a statement today. Um, Team Hillary, and you can go to Breitbart yeah. for the headline, but it says Team Hillary. Uh, addresses health questions uh, as part of a deranged conspiracy theory and this is what tells me that you know we're in the right direction is when they paint something as a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy deranged lunatics uh, making up and pulling stuff out of thin air basically is what they're saying shows us that we're in the right direction because why would they come out and attack something so hard when the proof is already out there I mean, are we supposed to believe Hillary Clinton or are we supposed to believe our lying eyes uh, well, and and there it is. We, we as a public have a right to know whether, well, no, we have a right to know. Yeah, that was do. only in '08 <clears throat> when McCain's health was in question. Well, and it, his skin cancer conditions were put out there. I watched an interesting video today that showed a clip, a barrage of clips of right. all these different media outlets questioning John McCain's health, and you know how they're saying, oh, he's going to be running for the highest level office in the United States. His health is a matter of public record and public needs to be uh, given the information on his health and the uh, change from from that point to the Hillary protecting Hillary Clinton it's just absurd to right. see the the level of the media manipulation and backing up of Hillary Clinton for no other reason other than they're part of this conspiracy to defraud the American people of basic truths that they asked for themselves in other elections. Look, I, I suspect, I can't, I don't have anything to prove this, but I do suspect that Hillary does suffer from a neurological disease. Some have said Parkinson's, others have made uh, other claims, but uh, again, the backstory on Infowars yesterday, I'm just going to tell come around and tell you what the back, 
discussion area was, okay? Am I allowed to do that? Gosh, I hope I don't get a call after the show, but Eric's saying, shaking his head, oh, now he's going okay. All right, well, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of talk about Parkinson's and that Hillary Clinton is actually in this. And she knows that she's ill. She knows that if elected, she would not be able to finish her term. Um, now, but there's something else even more important than that. She knows that she might not even be elected or she might not be able to be inaugurated. And maybe that's not the right way to say it. I'm trying to protect certain things that were discussed. But think about this. Think about the the constitutional issues we would have if Hillary Diane Rodham, the witch, the yeah, Clinton, was elected by popular and electoral vote and something, you know, before her inauguration wasn't able to, to, to become, to take office. Okay. So that was discussed as being this insider information from Secret Service officers who have, are risking their careers to provide this information, not to me. Not to us. I'm gossiping. No, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some second-hand information. Actually, third-hand, I suppose. Does she have Parkinson's? I don't know. Does she have a neurological problem? I don't know. I could tell you this. The Secret Service agents very close to, to the Clintons say that she's got big problems, physical problems. And so does Bill. My question is, what would what would happen if something happened to Bill Clinton between now and November? Would that help her with the sympathy vote? Hmm? The people closest to me in my sources have, have said, think outside the box, <clears throat> because what you're seeing happen, what you're seeing take place, oh, you know what, you're close, maybe. We don't know exactly, you know, with any degree of precision what they're going to do, but we do know one thing, and I ask, what is that? He said, we do know that they're going to pull something that nobody, virtually no one will see coming. Folks, give us a call. Yeah. 844 Wait a minute. That was a pause of intent. <laughs> and, and you just break that silence. I did. All right, go ahead. Eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. If you want to call in and talk with us um, tonight, that's eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. You want to get back to what you were? Well, that was my uh, fault. Uh, no, that's okay. I'm 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 really joking around with you. Uh, but look at issue, and and here is here is something, uh, folks. I. John, I, I mean, I don't know how many people have, have heard of John Lott. Um, again, I'm not. We're not in the business of selling books, except mine, Stained by Blood. That's my book. I can sell that. I'm not. We don't get. I mean, I get commission on that. I'm not on this. The war on guns, arming yourself against gun control lies. I'm I'm, I'm holding this up for the people in in TV land there. Um. Oh, hold it up again. There we go. Is that? What is that? Can you see that? Okay. Uh. Very, very interesting book. Very important. Hold it up again. You know, Eric just... You're going to make his arm tired. He has power. 
right. Uh, we buy the books so you don't have to. How's that? This is an incredibly great resource, folks, uh, the war on guns, arming yourself against gun control lies, because it goes through and tells you the plans of the, the globalist oligarchs, the, the tyrannical and people in power. It tells you about the media lies. It, goes, it, it dissects the issue of gun control. And John Lott is a genius. We're going to try to get him on our program. Uh, if anyone knows John Lott, have him give me a call or have him write us a, a note. Otherwise, we're going, to, we're going to hunt him down here. Because he, he writes a brilliant book in The War on Guns. He's a Ph.D. But he the first chapter, the introduction, I shouldn't say the first chapter, I'm just going to hit this really quick because I think that this kind of gives you the essence here of what we're, of what we're facing, especially in this election. The Supreme Court, he writes, decided on two different occasions that the government can't simply ban people from owning guns. Now, you know, of course, the, the issue of judicial supremacy, the lie that's judicial supremacy. Yeah, the Supreme Court didn't do anything because right. it was already the law. But the, to, to the, as Michael Savage calls them, the ice cream lickers, or the average ice cream lickers out there, ice cream lickers, I think I got that right. Anyway, to, to the average pe- person out there who really doesn't understand the Constitution, which is the majority of people, except our audience, and our scientific poll shows that our audience, the core audience that we have, is 98.9% educated in all things constitutional. I just threw that out there, and people say, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but John Law writes that there are two occasions where, where that the Supreme Court simply can't, can't ban uh, people from owning guns. District of Columbia v. Heller, you're familiar with that. That was the uh, uh, the first ruling that was that struck down the handgun ban in the gun lock registrations in Washington D.C. back in that was in 2008, and then the second one, McDonald, like in the arches, McDonald, singular versus the city of Chicago in 2010, which struck down Chicago's ban and broadened the scope of the previous decision to apply to all of the states. And once more, I have to remind people, judicial supremacy is a lie, but let's go with this. Now, he writes that with the passing of Justice Antonio Scalia in February of this year, there are now only four members of the Supreme Court who oppose gun bans. Four of them, count them four. One of those four is Justice Anthony Kennedy, who opposes gun bans now. And now he's over 80 years old. So how long do you think he's going to last? Will he go by the way of Scalia? Hmm. Well, the liberal members of the Supreme Court have made it clear that their beliefs on this issue, um, have made clear their beliefs on this, this issue, rather. Dissenting in McDonald, uh, versus, versus the city of Chicago. Breyer, Stephen Breyer. What a disappointment he turned out to be, right? Or do we know that before? It's to the constitutional scholars out there. Um, he spoke for the other liberals on the court. He said, I can find nothing in the Second Amendment's text, history, or underlying rationale that could warrant characterizing it as a fundamental, or it as fundamental insofar as it seeks to protect the keeping and bearing of arms for private self-defense purposes. Wow. Now, maybe I butchered that reading that statement there, but wow, if you understand what he just said, he just said, I, there's nothing in the Constitution or in the writings thereof that grants the fundamental right to bear arms. So, there it is. How do you like that? Just that statement alone is worth the price of the book. And 
he further opines in the introduction that a Hillary Clinton presidency would most likely spell the end of the Second Amendment as we know it. Um, in an off-the-record comment to donors in New York City in September of 2015, she made it clear that the that she believes that the government can outright ban guns. Now, in against the backdrop of a Clinton-Trump ticket, uh, you know, uh, race. You as a Christian conservative, knowing this, what are you going to do? We, we saw this before in, in 08 with Obama. Uh, he assured everyone, I've consistently said that I believe that the Second Amendment is an individual right. Uh, you know, blather, blather, blather. But then months earlier in February of that year, he came out in support of D.C.'s handgun ban. And in April he said, and, and this is the money quote, folks, this is Obama's money quote. Now listen to this. You remember this. <clears throat> Obama said of Americans, they got bitter. They cling to guns or religion. Yeah, bitter clingers. That's what we are. I'm not bitter. I'm righteously angry. Not bitter. Righteously angry. And everyone has, every every conservative Christian out there has that right to be righteously angry at the violations that we are seeing against Christians, conservatives in this country, in America. The, the Look, folks, this is a war not just against conservatives, but against Christians. Understand that. We are on the ropes here. This is a war for our existence. Back with your calls. Stay right where you're at. Get on the phone, or we're going to call you. as we go through headlines and discuss news and current events at 844-769-2944. One piece of news I just want to throw out there before we get to the rest of our program. CNN regrets misleading edit in Milwaukee report. We talked about this yesterday as CNN edited a video of the sister in Milwaukee. But CNN has come out and said it regrets leaving out a woman's call for violence in the suburbs of Milwaukee following the fatal shooting of her brother by police in the city over the weekend. So thank you, <laughs> CNN, for regretting it. Oh, yeah. Look, we got to go after them. We or Don't burn down the weaves. Oh, go after the burbs. That's right. We need we need our weaves. Look, I'm not, I'm not being racially insensitive no, here. But this is what she said. Your brother just dies, and you're worrying about... Weaves? Saying, I don't wear a weave, but we need our weaves. Yeah. And, and take it to the burbs. Take it to the suburbs. Take it where Whitey is. And you don't think that this is being fueled by those powers, by the Soroses, by the Carnegie Foundation, by, by those people who are actually funding this Black Lives Matter BS? If there was no agenda behind it, they wouldn't have edited the video in the first place. That's right. That's right. And isn't it amazing? And I look, I've I've had... I got to tell you this, folks. I've had inter- requests for interviews for mainstream media interviews. I won't take them. I will not take them. I would not. I would not appear on CNN. I would not appear on 
CNN, as you mentioned, right now, just for that reason. Anyone who can control the mic, who's got that mute button, anyone who's got that power, no. Why? Why would you? Why? <clears throat> you know, it, it, it is just that way. So I will not do any kind of... Uh, I, I just won't do it. I, I won't do it. Um, and, and I, I wouldn't recommend because because yes, look at the editing that goes on, and this happens to Trump incessantly. Happens to Trump, folks. Even Joe Stein got cut off on CNN talking yeah, about figure. Hillary's uh, health issues and why it's important the public gets the information. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just the way it is, folks. Let me tell you about Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that created one of the most perfect mattresses you'll ever sleep on. I love it. It's it. They sell directly to consumers. It, they eliminate the the uh, commission driven inflated prices you'll find in storerooms. Casper is an award winning sleep surface developed in house, and whoever developed this, man, I'd like to shake their hand because it is one of the best, the best outright the best mattresses I've ever slept on. It's got a sleek design, and it's delivered in a small, how did you do that box, or how did they do that box, the size box? In fact, the uh, when I got mine, the delivery person did ask me what was inside the box, and I said a mattress, and he said, no, 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 because it was very small and dense, you know. It was like a, an atomic molecule or something. It is. Know. It doesn't look like a mattress is being delivered no. when they deliver it. And, and the, the greatest fun that my wife and I had was actually taking it out of the box. And uh, they give you a little tool. You open up the box, and there's this beautiful envelope, and the velveteen kind of thing going on inside there um, with a, with a, uh, a tool that you use to, to take the plastic off the, the mattress. And I had a great time watching this thing grow to the king-size version that it, that it is. Casper, they all offer, yeah, also, I can talk. Yes, I can talk. They also offer an adaptive pillow and soft breathable sheets. Once you get under these sheets and use that pillow, you'll never go back to anything else. The mattress industry has forced consumers, that's you and me, into paying notoriously high markups. And Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly on to you. An in-house team of engineers, they spent thousands of hours developing the Casper. I, we Here at the Hagman household, we refer to it as the Casper, kind of like the Lamborghini or the Porsche. And we call it the Casper. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink, just the right bounce, plus it's breathable. So you, it sleeps cool. You don't get hot like those other mattresses. You might find on one of those dial-in shows, you know, where you buy something over the TV. It, it sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature throughout the night. And as I mentioned at, at the opening part of the program, mattresses cost well over 1500 bucks, but a Casper mattress, anywhere between 500 for a twin size and 950 for a king. Buying the mattress is completely risk-free, folks. We stand, we fully stand and support the Casper mattress because they offer a free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. That's right. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Folks, Casper, the Casper, as we call it affectionately here, is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams that create an award-winning sleep service. Just the right sink, just the right bounce. You'll love it. Time magazine named it one of the best in 
inventions of 2015, an award-winning mattress that won't disappoint. Free shipping and returns to the United States and Canada. Try Casper for 100 free nights, risk-free nights, in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. It's made in America. And, folks, how do you get this offer? And there's a special offer offer to Hagman and Hagman listeners. We had to twist the arm of the Casper people. Actually, they we didn't. They offered this. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash CFP radio. That's casper.com CFP radio. You ready? Casper.com CFP radio. Just go to Hagman and Hagman.com. Click on the link there and enter the coupon code, the promo code CFP radio. Did you catch that? Enter the promo code CFP radio. So it's really simple. Casper.com slash CFP radio. Promo code CFP radio for $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting that Website, casper.com slash CFP radio and using the promo code CFP radio. Look right there on our YouTube channel. There it is. The Casper, the Lamborghini of mattresses. So thank you for all of your support. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Joe, you've slept on a Casper. What you think? <laughs> you, yes, sir. You, you won't, uh, yeah, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but uh, I guess uh, it's hard to get you up from a Casper mattress. Maybe we should give one to Hillary the Yak, the at least one of the Casper pillows. Maybe we should send one because she could. I don't know. She's already. It's already being reported that she's not going to be around for 96 hours. That she gave a speech today and won't be giving another one until Sunday. Wow. Well, and I hope that she's using a Casper. I hope that she saw the Casper. But you know, let's go to the phone calls. Yeah, we let's got, do it. Uh, let's let's not keep people waiting. Some some first time callers. Good. Um, we're gonna go Good. to them first. Debbie in Nevada. We're gonna take your call now. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Oh my goodness! Thank you, brothers in Christ. I can't believe I'm speaking with you. I've never spoken a radio program before. For years, it's the only one I've ever heard. And I can call for some reason. The Holy Spirit has put it in my heart to call the day on. If it wasn't, I told I. I've always loved God, and even as a kid, you know, I love you, God. Thank God, because now I see that. Um, that if I didn't love God, the demons would have been in me too, because they come into where those empty voids. Uh, but first, I want to say I heard you, Joe, on 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 Dave Hodges' Common Central Sunday. It was great, and uh, I saw you both on Pastor Bagley's. And uh, if it wasn't for you guys, I would have never found Pastor Langford. I tried for 25 years to hear the word of the Lord before you know, stuff saying the Lord. And if you guys, through the Holy Ghost and through God, you, you guys introduced me to um, Pastor Langford and Chief Quayle. Well, God bless you. So many of you I, I name out in my prayers every time I pray, which is a lot in the day. But, um, and then so I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. But God, I see that He doesn't give us, I, I've been dividing my experience with my daughter, and God has showed me, He showed me the demon, and He showed me that they are the spirit of rebellion and the spirit of bitterness and, and the spirit of hate and hurt. And all these have been in my, and then I told my son, and he said, Mom, we all got demons. Oh my God, I cried. And, um, but I see now in my heart that I have a spirit of, I'm feeling like a spirit of uh, resentment and bitterness. It just came up in the last since I've been on hold towards the churches because I tried for so long, even with my kids, to find a church never heard the word of the Lord. And now, of course, 
My son is in the Air Force 15 years, and I told him, I said, John, the Navy is, they, they told, ask the Navy, if we, are you willing to go, you know, surround Israel and go up against Israel? And many of the Navy members uh, dropped out because they were not willing to do so. I told my son that, who's 15 years in the Air Force, and he said, quit, stop preaching, Mom. And I said, oh my God, those are Antichrist spirits, which means that's the same spirit that crucified our Lord. So I know through faith that my, my daughter, there is a spirit of God in her, and um, and no matter how how much these demons fight, I know through faith that Jesus says we win, and I have to believe that. I have to stay strong in the Lord, and I just have to praise you and thank you, and uh, because you know, I, in January I started with a, my sister sent me a twins who woke me up initially. I turned off my TV in, in January. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, but but yes, uh-huh. yeah. It's a little you're you're, you're you're a little bit muffled. You sound like you 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 sound like you're actually a hostage, you know, uh, talking <laughs> oh, through a gag. No. Uh, but but oh, and, no, and that's no, not sorry. the and I'm I'm just saying it's a little hard because of the phone quality is a little bit bad. But that's okay. You, you, I think you got your point across. You know, Pastor Langford is such a great mm-hmm. pastor, isn't he? And such a great man of God, and yeah. Steve Quayle and all of those people, <laughs> Pastor Begley. I mean, wow. Yes, I, I just praise you guys. I praise God. I mean, for for giving to you, and um, and I just want to say one last thing, if you can hear me, okay? That yeah, I'm that's, God that's is better. amazing. He warned us um, with the Obama abomination. That's a warning of judgment. And now He gave us Trump to wake us up that we are in the sixth Trump. And then, um, and now He's given us Cain, which uh, the Hillary Clinton is going to win, and she won't be able to. She won't be able to. Um, she's going to win. You know, they're going to steal it. Whatever they have to do, she's going to take office. She won't be able to serve. And here comes Cain, and out of America will arise the Antichrist. The uh, you know, which is they're setting up the God we made all right now in, in well, I guess they agreed to build a third temple by hand. Anyway, interesting. I just love God, and I thank you guys so much for being there for me every day. God bless you. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks for being part of our audience. Really appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that you thank found you. Pastor Langford. I'm, I'm glad you found Steve and, and others. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a network of, of uh, it's, a, it's kind of a safety net of, of people out there thank you god bless you thanks Debbie. thanks for thanks for choosing our program for the, being the first program you called into appreciate that yes praise right. god thank you Bye-bye. have a good night yeah and uh definitely pastor langford he's one of my favorite pastors um we're gonna go to kevin in oklahoma first time caller followed by joe jim and sean kevin you're live on the hagman and hagman report Hey guys, it's uh, great to be on board with y'all. Um, it's been I don't know about a about a year and four months since I've been listening to you. Um, so first off, uh, to Eric, um, shout out to the web pages; they look really good. Um, now, the, the, now, the, now the web, I got to say this: the internet, our, our websites are JD, uh, our creative okay. evangelist, and and uh, but but the the um, the yak. The, the hopping yak, if you could see that, that, that that's courtesy, and, and the graphics here at the studio, courtesy of, of Eric Tech. So, anyway, thanks for Excellent. that. Excellent. Well, yeah, to, to everybody, because you guys have really upped the game. That's a good thing. We, we need you. So, I, I just wanted to call in to say, and I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but um, I think that what we may see as the unexpected thing is if Hillary does become incapable to serve, I believe it's a constitutional right of Obama 
to actually postpone the um, the whole election process until um, the DNC can then decide how they want to handle it. You know, you're the first person that brought this up, and thank you for doing that. So let's just say that Hillary, God forbid, in my view, that, that she gets the election, that she wins, and it's, I don't know, Christmas Eve, and she suffers yeah. some, some sort of debil- debilitating in- impairment that would prevent her from being inaugurated. So th- th- doesn't her selection for vice president then move up a spot or 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 is it is it is it in the constitution where uh, and i don't know the answer to this question so or, or is it as you said where they can buy some time somehow yeah uh, my understanding is that's just a part and that part there is just up until she's actually elected i think once she's elected then it, it'll still go through the same um process you know, and and at that point, I believe that it'll just be handed down to the vice president, and he would um, select a secondary person. I I, I believe. Oh, that oh, okay, it. okay, or okay. So you're saying is even before the election, well, let's say uh, two days before the election, she suffers some mm-hmm. sort of like, or she dies, or, or something. Yeah, yeah. They can she postpone the election. Catastrophic event, a stroke even makes her okay. incapable to follow through. And, and uh, until I heard this, I was like, I- I've always been the person going, look, there's no way Obama's going to try and stay in for another term or try and, you know, literally take control of the, um, you know, yeah. the government and, and stay and stay in as King Obama, you know? Right. Um, but when I, when I heard this, and then when you guys were speaking, it was like, yeah. I could see this being the thing that nobody expects right here, you know. And then Obama's like, oh, well, yeah, we can't do this. We're going to have to, um, and, and procedurally, now the DNC needs to have time to decide how to do this. And so they're just going to push it back. And, and I don't know if there's a time limit on that, but I, I can see them pushing it back literally almost indefinitely while they continue to, you know, um, stick the ribs of the Russians and the Chinese. <laughs> You know, because that's really what I, you know, they, they, the globalists want this war, you know, and, you know, I think they're going to do anything they can do to try and do that, seeing how they're on the ropes. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. uh, Again, this goes back to what we had talked about behind the scenes, where there's going to be something that will be unexpected. And the end, perhaps even unprecedented. This coming from sources that should know what they're talking about, and and yours, and and I'll just ask any any constitutional scholars out there if you can uh, weigh in on this, shed some light on on yeah, this. Yeah, that that would that would be great. I would love mm-hmm. to hear you know procedural along these lines of this issue because I'm I'm definitely not a constitutional scholar, um, but. You know, I I do love this country, and I grew up, you know, and and there was when I grew up there, we didn't, you didn't, I I spent my younger teenage years riding a bicycle around town, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean before sixteen, um, you know, twelve, fifteen, in between there, you know, 
it was no worry. You could do that and not have to have a problem whatsoever. I would be, and, and my kids are now 30 and um, 28, so, but I would be scared to death to have a kid do what, you know, I did then. You know, oh, yeah, crazy. me too. So, me too. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our country has just deteriorated unbelievably. But and I, I want to thank you guys because your network and you guys and Steve Quayle, um, I was the Lord was waking me up and I found you guys and you know you guys do a you know, amazing job. I would the um, the more you do, well, thank you. The, I think the better off we all are. I appreciate it very much, sir. We're just getting started. We are just getting started. You wait and see. We're, we got some things planned that uh, even even I'm. I'm just hard to I find it hard to believe. So we really appreciate your call. God bless you. Thank you so much for your vote of confidence and your intriguing question. So we're going to put that out to our audience as we move along. What a great question, Joe. Because I don't know the answer to. I mean, um, what, I was what just would reading. Be, uh, what would that? What would happen? I, I don't mean, know. I'm going through the Constitution now and the I, amendments I, pertaining to voting laws, and I haven't come across anything yet. But there's something we're going to have to look into. Yes. Yes. Okay. Folks, if you want to weigh in tonight, 844-769-2944 is the number to do so. We're going to go next to Joe in California. Joe, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi. Um, I wanted to say two quick things. On the Olympics, um, the opening ceremony, there's a bunch of different videos about it, um, but I've only seen one that caught the all-seeing eye, like a blatant uh, over all-seeing eye impairment. It's one of those, the natives are pulling the green, green strings, and people have filled in the little small pyramids of dollar things, and, you know, the dollar pyramids. It's not there. It's when the camera goes to the side. Um, and this is the opening ceremony untouched, like not a video somebody does on YouTube and stops and starts it, but just the actual ceremony. And it's about two minutes in when the thing starts. Okay. And the, camera goes, the camera goes to the side of where they're pulling the strings, and when they they both go into two sections, just and they open up the giant pyramid, and right there at the top is a light in one of the audience stands, and it is in the shape of an eye. There's a pupil. There's white of the eye, and you can freeze it right there, and there it is. The other thing, there's a lot of sixes and nines. This coming September is nine nine nine. So on September ninth. 2016 adds up to nine. So heads up, don't you know? Don't do anything different. Just kind of a heads up. For those, you know, look. Uh, what you just said, a lot of people are understand uh, occult numerology. So uh, very good observations, all. And as far as the Olympic green screen thing you're, you're talking about, um, yeah, and the eye symbol. Yeah, we're gonna have to look into that as well. But and, don't know, doubt it. And the, from TV shows to commercials to sporting events. I mean, this is nothing new. Uh, I forget what it was that I was was on in, in my house not too long ago, and there was a few different shows that I've seen recently where you see that in the background as part of uh, graffiti on the wall. Or, um, I mean, that symbolism is prevalent in most TV shows that I've seen, and this is just a continuation of that. I mean... It's it's yeah, everywhere. This oh, sorry. Yeah, this one stood out because I'm just sitting there watching with my wife leisurely waiting for all the comedy to un- ensue with all the Freemasons. 
You're kind of you know what? I not only cut out, I think we just completely lost them. So, uh, you there? Ah, nine. Ah, there we go. Are you okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about. All right. That. All right. So, so no, we got the just the your. Okay. Right. We had to cut that collar off. Sorry, yeah, Joe. Sorry, your phone right. was uh, breaking up. We had, we had you strung there for about a nanosecond. Uh, something interesting ju- just came in. Uh, the studio email studio at Hagman and Hagman.com. Uh, folks, we are now on the list of PETA. PETA is, is petitioning us to stop, stop, stop picking on the yak, the animal, that is. Not Hillary, but the yak itself. PETA has come out and said, please don't insult the yak. I'm, Mary, I'm just kidding with you, just as you're kidding with me. But nonetheless, thanks for your email, Mary. Hey, if I was with PETA, I wouldn't want my animals associated with Hillary Clinton either. Yeah, I hear you. But isn't that funny? Um, getting it from the far corners of the, of the, uh, internet universe of the yak is catching on. Um, don't know what that means, but okay. All right. 844-769-2944 is the number to call if you want to weigh in on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're uh, not far away from a break, so I'm going to wait until we come back to take more calls. I'm going to hit this article um, that's very important and speaks to what you were talking about, about the Christianity and conservatism being under attack in this country. Air Force officer faces investigation over yeah, open Bible on his desk. The Military Religious Freedom Foundation is demanding an Air Force major be, now listen to this, aggressively punished for having an open Bible on his desk at Peterson Air Force Base in Colorado Springs. This allegation is being brought by Mickey Weinstein, the Christian-hating we have to, military uh, I can't think spokesman. of anything else except the snake for him, but go on. I mean, you should read some of these comments in this article. Uh, the person being accused is no, no, wait, Major wait, Lewis. Wait, wait, the comments, you're talking about the comments no, the, to the article, right? In, no, no. They were in the article. The, now, what this Weinstein has done, it seems, has, has gathered a number of um, other Air Force personnel to be <sighs> okay. uh, spokesmen for his organization. Gotcha. And what they say here um, is that the air, one of the airmen who was not just offended by the Bible on the desk, he was outrageously offended. Um, and this article goes on to state that the Bible, um, you know, is basically a weapon that the scared up to 33 additional Air Force service membered, members, and one of them says this, I am intimidated by this display. And I am a practicing Christian, the unnamed airman wrote. The open Bible is a discrimination at the highest level. This is just one of the comments oh, from uh, seriously. So, so, so wait a second. So, so this this airman, the, his his whole, I mean, what he did wrong was had merely an open Bible on his desk. Yeah, and you got this, his desk. Weinstein says well, that desk belongs to the American people and the U.S. military. If it okay. was his desk at home or car, it would not be a problem. Okay, let's get Weinstein on the phone. This, this, this. Weinstein snake on the fired phone. off a nasty, abject laden letter to the base commander after receiving complaints from allegedly 33 unnamed oh, Air number. Force personnel. Oh, that's. We have 33 that very scared families, Weinstein okay. said. Okay, now, now see, now, Joe, right there, 33. Folks, yeah. okay, 
uh, the occult significance of that number. Don't, when you read these articles, please watch the details. 33, Joe, that's... Yeah. And Todd uh, Starnes says this, apparently one of Weinstein's gentle snowflakes managed to conquer his fear long enough to sneak up on the open Bible and take several photographs, which were then submitted as evidence. Oh, Major okay. Lewis has created an around-the-clock Christian Bible shrine on his official workstation that has been a prominent static display for years, Weinstein said. The pages of his open Bible never change. No, but, but, but they'll take case of Christian defiance and Christian discrimination. Right. That's, yeah, that, that, oh, come on. What have we turned into? What kind of country? This is, They're it's hard not to be indignant. An investigation. Oh. To come back on this airman. We'll be right back. Yeah, hang in there. Hagman and Hagman right here on the Global Star Radio Network. That's right, Hagman and Hagman, Doug and Joe. Doug the father, that's me. Joe the son, America's premier investigative reporting team on the radio at Global Star Radio Network, BTR, and, of course, YouTube. Subscribe to our official YouTube channel. Go to HagmanandHagman.com and select your venue. I want to thank each and every one of you for your belief and trust in us. You know, in 2007, think about this. Right before Obama, right as Obama was coming into office, well, as he was campaigning for office, Americans, as intelligent as they are, at least those who tune into our program and programs like ours, there were 4.7, or 4, 4, I'm sorry, 4.6 million individuals in America who held concealed weapons permits. By the end of 2015, by just the end of last year, that number had grown to guess, 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 13 million. <laughs> and just during 2015 alone, 1.7 million permits were granted in total, a 15.4% increase. <clears throat> you know, the anti-gun control sentiment is really busy. Opposition to gun control in the 1990s. Now listen, opposition to gun control. Think about that. I'm against gun control. Opposition to gun control in the 1990s was at 30%. In 2015, 2015 ended with 49% in opposition to gun control. That staggering statistic. And it reached at its highest, because it's a sliding, ever-changing number, at its highest it reached uh, 52% in uh, December of 2015, which is a 19 point rise in 15 years. You think that we're bitter clingers? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure that's a descriptive, uh, an appropriate descriptive uh, term as much as it is pejorative, but certainly we understand our rights as Americans under the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, something, of course, that the that the bitter globalists don't understand and never will, and certainly their lackeys and, and, and their, uh, their morons that follow them, um, uh, 
will never understand. We have a great audience of full bank of calls and a lot to talk about, Joe, don't we? We do. And uh, we're yeah, going we to get to this. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Let's rock. All right. What we're going to do is take a call, but I'm going to, I need to say something to you off there. Uh, we're going to go to right. Sean in Iowa. Sean, you're Sean. live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey guys, Sean. it's uh, Officer Sean calling in. I, I knew, I knew it. As soon as I saw that on, on the, <laughs> I knew it. Uh, we've been praying for your safety and we've been thinking about you a lot since, uh, since the, tra- uh, well, I called in though. specifically to say thank you, not only to you guys, but to everybody out there who does that. Um, about a month ago, you had Greg Evenson on, and I had kind of sent you guys a little Tom Shot email real quick. Um, and you, you know, I asked everybody to pray for us out here. Um, no more than three hours after that uh, show ended, I had a man try and kill me by running me over with his car, and I got in a officer-involved shooting. So uh, I was down in mere inches, and you know what? I think that you and everybody else asking to pray for us out here, um, I think that made the difference in me being alive or dead. Sean, so, it, it, thank you. It, so, everybody. wait a second, just to be clear, and folks, please, this is an officer who uh, we think a lot of, a man of integrity and character, one who follows the. Uh, the, the precepts of the oath, the Constitution. So, okay, just to be clear, you, and and feel free, I mean, I, I don't know how much you can tell us, but, okay, so that night, you had somebody try to run you over with their car. Yeah. Were you, were you hit? Or um, I was a few inches away. I can't get too okay. much into it. It's still kind of open right now, but, right. Um, you know, I just wanted to, I can uh, say what was in a, a press release or anything like that, so... Uh, well, I can't really get too deep into I, I it, but I just wanted to really be sincere and say thank you. Okay, Sean, thank you for everything you do, and and thank God that you're okay and that you can go home, that you were able to go home that night. Man, yeah, it's uh, it's getting rough out there, man. Um, I mean, just look at Milwaukee right now. That's that's only a couple hours away from me where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I'm over by Chicago too, and it's like I tell you, um, it's getting are crazy. you are you rethinking? I mean, you, you, I you've been an officer for some time. Are you rethinking your decision to become a, a police officer? Or um, um, honestly, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm kind of at the point where it's like, mm. you know, do I stay or do I go? I've only got I'm halfway to retirement, so. I could just That's a, wow. finish it out, but man, I mean, it's getting <sighs> it's getting rough, and it's not only just the guys on the street; it's the guys, uh, it's the politicians, it's the the media. I mean, you can't do anything out here anymore without. Oh, look at Minneapolis. That guy, that poor cop. You know, another <laughs> another instance. It's just like in Ferguson. Um, that guy's trying to kill a cop. This guy has a pistol, points it at, at the cop. He tells them to drop it, and they burn the city down anyways. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just it's getting crazy. But I'll tell you, the one of the small things that really help us out is when when the, the average taxpaying citizen speaks up, and I think you saw it. You you can see the effect of it with 
um, that CNN story where they blatantly misstate what that woman said. Um, the sister of the oh yeah the guy who got shot by the police. Um, yeah. You know, go to their neighborhood and burn their neighborhood down, and um, you know, carrying on inciting violence. Um, and then to spin it as if she's just saying, oh, no, just, you know, don't be violent. Well, I'll tell you what, it was everybody out there um, who said something that got that retraction and made that made the truth come out. Um, if, if we know something is false or a lie, uh, speak out. Um, we can make a we difference. Had, uh, just locally, we had a newspaper run a story that was kind of similar and I'll tell you what, they had to shut down the comments. People were canceling their subscriptions. Um, they're tired of it because the the like the Black Lives Matter group, whatnot. Um, the people they're standing up for are breaking the law. And mm-hmm. um, you know, if they if they take that woman's advice and go to the suburbs and start burning the suburbs down, uh, I think that tactically, I I feel that that would be a bad decision for them. Um, I think I at agree. that point you'll see you'll see things begin to mobilize um, because they're not going to let this tax base go without a fight. Um, right. And yeah, it does come down to money. Um, it's all about money. But I mean, really. I'll tell you what. I watched Trump's speech last night um, up there in Milwaukee, and I think if if you haven't checked it out, uh, you should probably listen to it. Um, yeah, you know, I watch that. I watch that today. Plan was really sound, and I thought it was the best speech he's had of his campaign. Honestly, I, I agree with that as well. I mean, he was very specific in certain areas, and yeah. Um, wow. Okay. But he really, I mean, in the outline, you know, he, he says, you know, we need more cops. We need to support our police because, you know, like cops are the guy you tell your little kid to go to um, if they're lost. They're, you know, one of the, quote, safe adults. They'll, they'll get you home. Yes. Um, if you're a little kid and you're lost and you need to find mom and dad. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of communities, people I deal with every day, why I tell you talking, why are you talking to the police, you know? <laughs> um, but Trump's idea really that he said in the speech was that he wants to, you know, not only change that idea within the communities, um, increase police, because I'll tell you what, we don't have the time to go out and, like, shake everybody's hand and really get to know people within the community a lot of times because we're so short-staffed. Um, right. You know, and really his, his his ideas of bringing business back to the United States, um, that would solve so much problems because, I mean, just idle hands are the devil's workshop, so. Very true. Officer Sean, thank you for taking time out of your your scheduled to call and um, we will continue to pray for you. Our audience will continue to pray for you and, and others on the police, uh, with the police. Know that uh, there are people out there who care and uh, glad you're okay, man. I just wow. I hope that uh, man, it goes well for you. Oh, God bless you, my friend. Thank you. And, uh, right, and I'll, you I'll, buy you, I'll buy you a dinner right. some night. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll meet All you guys right. out somewhere. That's right. We will. God bless, buddy. All right. Have a good night, Sean. Have a good night. Bye. And just real quick, Joe, um, I was in, I was, after my appointment, I had an appointment this morning and I was doing some things and I was in line at a coffee, you know, when, um, 
like a Tim Hortons. Well, it's not actually Tim Hortons, not like one. And behind me was a police officer, and I and I paid for his. He had a breakfast sandwich and a cup of coffee, and I and I said, "Look, put his bill on mine." Um, not that pay it forward thing, but just for the uh, police officer. And uh, I, I said, just to the girl, I said, just make sure you tell him that there are a lot of people out there that appreciate what he does. And I stop there all the time, regularly. So she said, yeah, no problem. And and folks, little things like that, I'm not saying by, you know, I'm not saying, but little things that you do for the police really and I know because I have friends who are officers, really uh, really do help. But also the prayers, I think, are the most important, as you heard from Officer Sean. I just want to say that. Go ahead. All right. Let's go to Gerald in Michigan next. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. And he dropped off. You can call back, Gerald. We'll, uh, we'll get your call in. First-time caller, Steve from Kentucky. We're going to you now. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't know if my connection was bad or not. I, uh, I wasn't sure. So, um, yeah, I just, first of all, uh, thank you so much for your program. I've been listening for like three years and it's the first time I've ever called. Uh, praise God for you guys. It's just wonderful. And, um, uh, the reason I'm calling, I wanted to talk about my experience with electronic harassment. And apparently the powers that be have decided to come after me with some of their uh, psychotronic weapons or whatever you call these voice to skull and, and these other things. And they started with, it started with voice to skull and I started hearing these tones at night when I would go to sleep and they were all different. I would hear them just as I'm falling asleep. And then I would notice that when I didn't get to listen to your show, and I'd be busy for several days that I didn't hear these things as much. And then when I'd listen later that to your show later that night, I would hear these things a lot more. And it was, if they were telling me, we don't want you listening to their show. Well, that's too bad. And so, and after that, um, they started apparently because I wouldn't back down on that. They started with another kind of, um, electronic harassment where, uh, it makes your limbs feel tingly and makes you feel like you've had too much caffeine and, uh, it makes you kind of clumsy, uh, according to what I've read as the signs of that on which, it matched what I was feeling, so I really don't doubt what this is. I, I know electronic harassment. And how often do you yeah. hear this? Well, I don't. I hear it. I only hear the tones at night. It's only when I'm either getting about to fall asleep, as always, just as I'm about to fall asleep, or sometimes they'll wake me up in the middle of the night with a sound. Or they'll try to make a frightening sound with this this technology, or it's it's a lot of it's like all different tones. I might hear one tone, I might hear three electronic tones or five quick tones, um, and then I have I also this this thing they started this other kind of thing where it's kind of like 
it's like attacking the nervous system or something, I guess, because it makes you all like tingly and. Well, you know, one thing, uh, caller, one thing I do, and, and I'm being very serious about this, and to the people who are listening to this who are saying, oh, you know, uh, but be very serious. Uh, I, what I try to do is I try to sleep, as Ted Brewer talks about, in a, in an environment without Wi-Fi. Uh, I don't want Wi-Fi around, and I don't have a cell phone. Um, uh, you know, yeah, that, Ted that, says, you know, unplug your Wi-Fi yeah, every yeah. night before you go to bed. And I'm, I'm, I'm very serious about that because if, if you if you if you don't have Wi-Fi or anything electronic around you as best you can, at least the uh, the Wi-Fi stuff. If you get rid of that, maybe the the problem might stop. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. Right. Well, yeah, I try to keep. I mean, I keep all my you know electronic devices away from. You know, I don't use a laptop. I you know, I keep my cell phone as, as far away from the bedroom, I, you know, as possible. Um, you know, I try to keep those things to a minimum as much. Yeah, I, so I know something of that. So I try to, you know, keep that to a minimum. Um, well, we will, we will indeed pray for you for the relief from this because, you know, it's, it's, look, people laughed at others and said, oh, you know, the, the, this thing can't be happening to you, and, and we know that there are devices out there that are capable of doing a lot of things. So, um, who knows what's going on? But, but caller, God bless you, and we will keep you in our prayers. I think our, our uh, caller minute um, has been exceeded. But uh, thank you for that. Thanks, call. Steve. God bless. Have a good buddy. night, man. Let's go to Addison in Ohio next. Addison, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Well, hello, Joe. Hi, Doug. Hey, what's up? Can you can you hear me? We can. Yeah. We can. Hey, I met you guys in Dublin there about just about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, the fellow with the white white beard. Handsome, wait a minute. Handsome wait fella. a minute. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I okay. It was in front of our table that we met, was it not? Yes, yeah, so I shook your hand, shook Doug's hand. And, well, that would be uh, me. Yep. Me, yep. And, me and my yes. wife both listened to you uh, just about every night. Hey, I did have something I wanted to pick both of you guys' little brain. Uh, with the with the information coming out right now about Hillary and her health concerns and and could be possibly brain problems, et cetera. Um, we've Cue all the yak. Seen this. Okay. Go, yeah. go ahead. Um, the establishment on both sides of the aisle both know what's going on a lot more than what me and you do. Uh, I do not think, I truly do not think that Hillary is capable of standing in a national televised um, event against Trump, and I don't think that they are going to allow that. Um, you don't think they'll allow to put her at a podium with Trump in the debate format? Right. With the way in, her in health the is? Debate. And, and you bring up a good point because because if the rumors of her ill health to the extent where she is showing active actively showing signs of a neurological disorder whether it's Parkinson's or something else leading to seizures or many seizures right how could it be where she would be able to function in that environment so you bring up a good point I think that uh, rumors will, will either be dispelled or confirmed by such by her presence so but if she can't debate in that environment uh, uh, yes i i from from the little bit that i've gathered i do think that it is true that she has uh, problems where she cannot 
contend with extreme pressure without, and I know that they don't want to allow that. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, I don't think it's been, it's been in my spirit for the longest time. I don't think that the current, I don't know, what do you call it, tickets, the current appearance of people is going to be what we're going to have on election day. I just, I I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling that the, I just have a feeling that we're in for one major surprise. And I think it's not going to be as, it's going to be planned. I see it's, it's being planned though, but I don't see it'll, it'll come as a surprise, as a shock, as a, Oh, this is unprecedented, unheard of. No one saw it coming. And I hope I'm wrong. Look, I, I really could be 100% wrong. And if I am, uh, so I am. But I, uh, that's my opinion. Uh, that there's going to be something that's going to change the, the, the landscape of this, of this the, election. The nation. Yeah, well, and the nation. Absolutely. Uh, um, I, I'm, I'm very concerned. And, um, I am, a, I am too. I'm 220 pounds of walking, stomping bride of Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, and I want wow. you guys to know, thank you for a little bit. Of, you're sitting there in the same boat that I am. <laughs> but, oh, no, uh, guys, I want you to know, Doug, I, 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 I would tell you, you have to be a pretty proud daddy to have a son like Doug sitting beside you and the biblical knowledge that he has. Wow. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he, he can take it out. Run me in biblical knowledge, that's for sure. Uh, I'm proud of both of you. And, well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. I know that we have just met briefly once. Um, would like to like to meet and talk with you much more. But uh, well, you know, one of these days, you're. Uh, if I recall, you're not too far from the Dublin area, right? You're, you weren't you? No. Yes, I'm um, probably about 45 minutes, and actually, I drive through Erie quite a bit. All right. Well, I'll uh, tell you what. I, you send send me a send me an email next time you're planning on coming through this area. I'll buy a cup of coffee. How's that sound? Uh, how about we just reverse the favor because you've okay. you've uh, you've All given right. uh, me and my wife, and we're we're out here in the boonies, and it's nice to hear somebody has the same ideas that we have. Jesus is King. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thanks for calling. Hey, and, and, uh, we, will, we will catch you catch you guys later, and thank you so all much. Right. All right. Thanks. Have a good night. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. We can uh, get another color in here. Yeah, let's get one top more of the hour break. Marcy from Michigan. We're Marcy. coming to you now. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Coming at you. Hey, Joe. How are you, Doug? Um, I've called before, and this is the second time. My voice is pretty ugly right now. I've been chemtrailed to death, I think. I've got so many videos of what's going on in the clouds and stuff with the Project Blue Beam. Now, the reason for my call is I've been uh, really looking at the CERN with the uh, Anthony uh, Patch and the entities and all the stuff, the interview with Dr. Edward Montel, or, yeah, I think it's Mantel from CERN, opening a doorway and all that. Okay, now, I just came across this video, and it just came came to my heart to call you guys. I am a watcher in Michigan. I'm a female watcher, but I'm still watching, and I think this needs to get out. The video screamed, CERN is not a portal. 
Okay, the guy's name is uh, Garutia Joe is the name. Now, here's what he said. It's Antichrist system. Okay, so what's Antichrist? Christ was a man, 100%, 100% God. The Antichrist beast system is 0% man, 0% God. God's the Savior, or Christ was the Savior. The Antichrist is a, the destroyer. The Savior's at the right hand. This is the left path. Okay, and what he brought it all down to is that, now, Anthony Patch himself said that CERN was like a heartbeat when you stood next to it because it beats like a heart every one minute, okay? Now, this guy further elaborated on this very subject by saying that um, it is the mechanical brain for the Antichrist spirit, all AI, your phones, your television, your everything, computers, every smartphone say it's dumb because that's what they're coming in on. Lightning, of course, Satan will fall like lightning. Okay, electricity, false lightning, all unnatural. He is an unnatural creature, and it is, um, it's coming. He's here, and it's all the genetically modified poisoning that they're going, I mean, Agenda 21 is in full swing. We are dying here. I'm not kidding you. You guys, I've been sick for four weeks. I'm a healthy lady. I took prednisone, and I have been so sick. It's like a, like something force invisible is pushing me down. That guy was mentioning, they've been calling my phone, okay, with robots. I did a reverse from my computer here, and it was the bots at uh, Microsoft, and they're calling, and they're giving me satanic messages in the background and saying that I bought something from them, which I did not, and I fell for this before and ended up $400 short in the pocket, so I know what they are. So I, yeah, I called you, them back. Yeah. Yeah, and... Th- it, it, I mean, this, this, I mean, I've been watching Steve Quayle. I mean, you guys, I, I listen to everything. I can understand what Anthony is saying. This stuff is like, it just pulled it all together. And I felt as a watchman, this needed to come out to the public, to people that, that are, I mean, this is it, guys. There is not going to be an election. There is not. And I can't tell you either, uh, Doug, but I'm with you. I know there is not. And I think martial law is going to be called either the end of this month with Putin going to expose that 9-11 was indeed an inside job, or they're going to, they're, they know we know. There's no way this AI antichrist system knows we know. And it's going to possess all the folks that don't, aren't covered by the blood of Marcy, Jesus Christ. Your message has yes, been received. Sir. Your message has been received indeed. And uh you know, only time is going to tell what is going to happen with respect to the elections, the other stuff. Look, we're we're in a fight. The fight is spiritual. You know that. I know that. We all know that. And uh to those foreign to this in other words, to those not really understanding how spiritual this fight is, it might seem odd by what Marcy says, but I, you know, no, it's, you're, you're right. Um, thank you for the call, and Marcy, we will be praying for you as well, for your protection and, uh, 
my goodness. You know, yeah, this is a spiritual battle, folks, as much as it is a physical battle. Thank you for your call, calls on the other side, eight, uh, whatever the number is. But we're going to be right back. Stay right there with us. Hagman.com. That's right. You're tuned in to the Hagman and Hagman Report. How do you like that music? Joe Stahl and Eric on the on the guitars, dueling guitars. That's right. Our own Eric the Tech along with Joe Stahl. Musical geniuses, aren't they? Pounding it out. That's right. We do have the most intelligent audience in the world. I do believe this. Pamela, thank you so much. Pointing out SB277. What is that, you might ask? Well, if you're tuned into our program, you don't have to ask because here's the deal. The California Coalition for Vaccine Choice showcasing SB277. This is a law that Moonbeam Governor... See, when I say Moonbeam, how many out there remember Governor Moonbeam Brown? You remember back in the day when Governor Jerry Brown was the governor the first time in California, right? Remember that? You got to be in the Vietnam era kind of thing, right around that time when Johnny Carson was uh, was the late night show when there were three channels, and of course Governor Moonbeam Brown was in office in California. Yes, right from the Haight Ashbury district or even Laurel Canyon, perhaps. Laurel Canyon is the most more accurate, uh, uh, more accurate, uh, uh, location, of course, but uh, and, uh, folks, you know the significance of that, but SB 277 signed into law. It's effective this past July. Here's the deal. Governor Jerry Moonbeam Brown signed SB 277, the most stringent vaccine mandate in the United States. On June 30th of 2015, the new law will go into effect July 1, 2016. It has Families that don't comply with one-size-fits-all vaccine mandate, they're going to lose their state constitutional right for a free and appropriate education in public and private K uh, kindergarten through 12 grade schools. Now, why in the world would anyone with any degree of, of, of sensibilities fall for this? Why are you living in California? Now, I realize some people can't move, but if you've got, some people don't have the money to move, or you got family there, because I'm in that position. People say, well, why don't you get the heck out of the country? Why don't you go down and you know, go to another country, or why don't you go to another, a safer part of the country? I can't. I can't. I, you, sorry. You think I can afford to do that? No. Plus, we have family here. We have responsibilities here. So, if you're in California, you got two choices. You can stay and fight, or you can flee. And if you can't flee out of California because of their restrictive, tyrannical, mandated vaccine crap uh, on your children, then what do you do? You stay and fight. And, and, and you become a lawbreaker, don't you? Uh, by virtue of this, you become a, a lawbreaker. I would urge everyone to get on the horn. I mean, maybe it's too late. Maybe it's not. Um, yeah, but, but, but look into SB277, California, SB277. Go ahead and go to SB277.org. It's SB277.org. Thank you, Pamela, for that. We should not, you know, we should not be, um, 
who should not be sub- su- subjugated to vaccines. I-, I was at the dentist office this morning. Yes, I was. I bit him too. Yeah. No, but seriously, I, and, and I asked him, I said, Doc, because I've come to know this guy pretty, pretty close. And I said, hey, Doc, let me ask you a question. G- give me the truth on this. What do you think of fluor- you know, fluoride? He said, oh, it's good. I said, okay. So you recommend fluoride tablets to, like, children, right? Oh, I have, yeah. I said, well, so you're not concerned that fluoride is a toxin? Well, you know, it's a toxin if you take too much of it, but if you take, you know, you get the rundown, right? You've been there. I said, hey, so you don't believe that fluoride dumbs you down or that fluoride, you think fluoride is the answer and you don't, you're not, you don't subscribe to any of the conspiracy things that you see on the internet, my choice of words for a purpose. And he said, no, I don't. I said, um, okay, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we, well, why don't we take you or your, your children? Cause he's got, he's got two adult kids and, and one, one younger child, I should say too. Why don't we take your kids and we, let's pump them full of fluoride and let's see how compliant they could be. The same kind of fluoride that was used in the Nazi, uh, death camps. And he said, now you're being ridiculous. So we had to go today but i'm working on them i'm working on them and i think i made some headway i did give them some facts <clears throat> about fluoride but but anyway back to this sb277 folks look <clears throat> we have to fight this we do have to fight this and we have to be educated but we have to fight it on the facts not on the emotion that's all i just want to say thank you pamela for that email absolutely right folks if you want to call in the number is 844-769-2944 you want to write this down, Dad? 844-769-2944. Blow it out your pocket. We're going to go to there. Dwayne in Texas, followed by Ryan in Texas. Dwayne, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi. Yeah, I called in yesterday about the, uh, about the 62 and the 30, uh, uh, 32 and the 64, uh, being August 10th and September 11th and September 11th being 85 people dying, uh, including Hillary. And, yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I think you, yeah, you gotta explain this a little bit more, okay? I, do you yeah, you call when we're on the stand. Yeah. Yeah, I made a, I made a video about it, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, you guys know double under hurry, that thing, uh, you, you guys know me. But anyway, it's a, it's the top video over there. I already gave you my website. Right, 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 but, um, okay. But, but okay, ex- there, uh, but, but, but go ahead and, and spend a, a minute explaining this, uh, what you're, what you're telling, what you're telling us. Because this kind of, I, I told Joe after that, after the episode with Stan, I said, I, I said, what was that about? But anyway, go ahead. Okay, um, basically on June 7th, pull up, try to find the video, it's not very hard, uh, of Hillary Clinton on June 7th speech. And what you'll find is that, um, You'll find is that she goes on and on about the glass ceiling. The glass ceiling. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to break. Have you, I don't know if you saw yeah. that speech or not. Yes. You may not remember a specific part. Uh, then yes. she says, "Well, you might you may you may not know it, but right now there's a glass ceiling over us all right now. But don't worry, we're not smashing this one." 
Well, the only glass ceiling for her to break is the President of the United States, the proverbial glass ceiling of the office of President for a woman. That's the only one left to break for her. And she just said right there that she's not going to break it. Okay, so I predicted since there was 96 days between then and September 11th, and because I already had uh, a bomb code from the 2015 halftime show that ended on September 11th with 85 people dying, a separate code, um, I, I knew something was up. Are you and talking about Bible codes, so, or are you talking about, what are you talking about? Well, a, a code in the 2015 halftime show, and you can see my my video, right. the first video on the fourth page that will explain all that. Um, but um, but I, I predicted uh, on August 10th that there would be something related to assassination of Hillary coming out. And I was afraid they were going to actually assassinate her running mate. That's what I was afraid of. But that didn't happen. I didn't actually say that in my video. I just said, you know, he has a, he has a speech on, on, in Dallas on August 10th. Well, he used that speech to bring out the narrative of the, the, the assassination narrative that never before was talked on ever before uh, 12.01 a.m. August 10th. It never was talked about on CNN, Fox News, CBS, NBC, uh, uh, ABC, and MSNBC. I did a check. It's really easy to check. You just set Google to search for one day, August 9th. And and none of the results are the big major TV things. Right. So the narrative, the narrative didn't come out until the 10th, exactly as I predicted. And 32 days later, see, 96 is not a cult, but 64 and 32 are. Highly occult. It's two to the fifth power and three to the fifth power and a whole bunch of billion other things. And 243 is three to the fifth power. That's another thing, um, but never mind that. Uh, so anyway, um, 42, 84 uh, in my 2015 halftime show. 84 in my 2015 halftime show is how I decode the Matrix board in the back of the Matrix and at, at the end of the last Matrix ma- movie. So 84 is important because it's 42 plus 42. It was the key to decoding the Matrix board in the back of the of the of the Matrix movie, and I put that in my 2015 halftime show video. And, okay, so, so where are we going with this, though? I mean, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to seem like I'm impatient, but where are we going to end up with this based on your calculations? Yeah, eight, 80, 85 people will die, including Hillary, and, and so 84 something and something, 84 uh, maybe males, 84 females. I mean, they're just going to, I mean, on, okay, the code, the last, Part of this code that was fulfilled was June 12th, uh, and so that's why I know it's 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 real. And and then the next code after September 11th, that's part of this code, which is the same type of event as tw- uh, June 12th, will be uh, October 30th. But there's a much bigger event two days earlier on October 28th. Um, but anyway, if you if you if you have, to, uh, I know it's my minutes up or whatever, but if you want me to go into um, Katy Perry singing at the DNC, I'll go into that. Otherwise, no, no, that, that's fine. But what you're saying is September 11th, there's going to be 85 deaths, including the, yep, including exactly. Hillary Rodham Clinton. That's right. All right. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. On uh, what day is September 11th? Um, what, what day of the week? Is um, because we're 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 less than a month away from that, so you're looking it at it is the, a Sunday. So the, Monday, the September twelfth. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to have you call in 
or uh, Tuesday, <laughs> September 13th, and we're, we're going to see how right you were. Because what if you're wrong? Right, right. Well, I, we, I hope I'm wrong. Okay, so, so you, because this is right. the worst. If you can think of all the scenarios that they can pull at this juncture, can you think of a worse scenario for us to blame for us? this on? Uh, yeah, for you and me and Alex and all the truthers uh, and the Christians. Okay, uh, this is the worst possible scenario. Think about it. It's the worst possible thing they could do right now at this exact point. I can think of, honestly, I can think of a lot of, a lot more worse things, but, uh, it's pretty bad, but, you know, but I can think of, I can think of far yeah, more but worse blame things. It, blame it on an Alex supporter? An Alex supporter? Well, they're gonna blame it on Alex, yeah, because they already yeah. came out. Alex already had a, a whistleblower say that. Well, well, they, 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 well that's true. That, that, that's true. I, 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 well, yeah, yeah. And, and, that's, because then, then, then the whole see the reason why it's the worst is because the whole nation will now hate us and they won't listen to anything we say now. That's why. It's well, the worst. well, they're going to have your ear if something happens on September 11th that involves Hillary and 84 other people. That's for sure. Thanks for the call, wow. Blaine. We got to move on. Wow, but wow. we have it noted here, and uh, we will see what happens. Yeah, Secret Service will be showing up at his door on the 12th. Eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. That's not to say. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just saying. That, no, you know how the things work. But, uh, uh, but no, in a, people can read code. In, in, but I do believe in, in, in communication. That's not. I mean, over or covert communication. I do believe yeah. that takes place. Go ahead, Joe. First time caller Ryan in Texas. We're coming to you now. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Yeah. Do I need to be on a speakerphone or do I need to be on the uh, cell phone? You sound good. Yeah, you're fine. All right. Uh, well, I mean, it just uh, seems like uh, y'all keep uh, saying Hillary is a witch. I mean, that's a demon. A witch is a demon. And Obama, in the third term, he's going to be a king. So either way, that's against our Constitution. Would you guys agree with that? Agreed. Yeah. Well... But but see, Obama in the third term could be Hillary. Hillary's first term would be Obama's third term, in my view. That's what we'd get. Okay, so when I say Obama's third term, and I, and I do suspect others saying the third term of Obama, meaning, well, I don't presume to know what they mean, but at least from my point of view, Obama's third term would be Hillary's first, or in Obama, you know, hey, bad things happen, I'm going to stick, stick around or whatever. But I don't see that happening as much as I see... Clinton. I mean, she, she wants to take, she wants to take away our Second Amendment, and we have a hundred million people in the United States with millions of guns. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. how 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 can she win an election? I guess my my point is that if Hillary Clinton wins the elections, then we know that it is rigged. Is that? I mean, is there any way to say that that's not true? No. If you look at the polling data right now, the the polls are skewed, and and you've got uh, such a disparity between the different polls that I, I yeah. If you look at the polls versus the attendance of the rallies right. and um, a couple of other things, and, and you know there are some polls that show it the other way around uh, that show Trump, you know, with a a lead in the well into the double digits, 20, right. 30 percent. 
Ted Brewer hit on a few of them uh, on our show and on yep. his own show, and there's other ones that come out here and there. But the mainstream polls are consistently keeping Hillary with a double-digit lead, even though she can't gain over, you know, a 1,000 people at any of her rallies. So, okay, so Demon, third term, go on. Uh, uh, the Christians in America, I mean, do you not, do y'all think that, uh, because I'm a Christian and if she becomes president, I, I, I'm really not going to serve under a, a demon. So, I mean, do y'all believe that it could, uh, turn into a civil war? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think I think any type, any more oppression by the oligarchy, I think that they they would uh, gladly uh, welcome a civil war, and I think that that's what what they've been pining for since two thousand and eight. We spoke about it prior to uh, the reelection of uh, Barack Hussein Obama the second Barry Satoro in two thousand and twelve, uh, and yeah, they are going for that revolution slash civil war because they're goading us into it. I mean, that's exactly right. Caller, thank you. I mean, I know, I, I know, I know that's not the answer because that's what they want us to do. They want to divide, and when they divide, they conquer. Yeah. But as a Christian, you know, you see what's going on in Europe, and you see a girl being raped, or a guy being beheaded, or being stabbed. As a Christian, I believe that I should stand up if I see two guys raping a girl, I'm going to go over there and take those two, even if they're Islam, if they're not Islam, I'm going to take them out because I know what they're doing is wrong. I believe that's right. Do you guys believe that? Uh, yeah, if you yeah. see somebody in physical danger or life-threatening situation, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's obligation. Biblical obligation, that's right. As a Christian, in. you better step in. You're right. Caller, you're right. I mean, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time because I just don't see a fix to America because it's so uh, divided. But uh, I think Donald Trump is is our best answer because anything else is is going to be a problem. And yeah, we know what we're going to get with Hillary. Yeah. At least we have some chance with with Trump to make things better but again we can't rely on a presidential election to fix our problems as a nation yeah hey and, and the only, uh, only go ahead go ahead no no go, go ahead finish your thought <laughs> the only other thing I have to say is you know when uh, callers call in like myself you get kind of nervous because you have so many things you want to say and right. you don't know how to I present it, but, uh, I but no, you did a good job, man. You did you did a fine job, and I think you got your point across. Which you know, you're you're exactly right. A demon, <laughs> third term. I mean, I she's mean, a demon. I mean, what are you what are you supposed to say? A witch? Well, she's a witch. I mean, <laughs> yeah. she, no, she is a witch. And, and people laugh at that. People laugh at that. But look at the we're taking our own I mean, words. You know, and, you, yeah. and that's where we we're not make. It's not us uh, coming to a conclusion. We're 
Using her own words. I'm going to cut you loose because I, I do want to address something that, that kind of that kind of um, thanks, uh, Ryan. fits in with with this with what you said too as a demon and in Obama's third term. This from uh, well, I'm not going to give the name here, uh, but thank you for for this email. Some people are saying that Barry won't leave office due to martial law. Everyone assumes that martial law will be declared due to riots and so on. But here's somebody on Facebook with a different scenario that could very well keep uh, Obama in office for for an extended period here's what they're saying toss this out to the audience here only because we want you to we want you to be thinking outside the box very quickly I'm going to run this scenario down so Hillary Clinton uh, wins the election in November then sometime between November and the inauguration or when she's inaugurated in January she gets indicted well yeah that would be interesting we know folks we know that there's three um, separate U.S. attorney investigations taking place right now, the Clinton Foundation, and the IRS is investigating the Clinton Foundation as well. The email thing's not over yet. So once, he, once, once under indictment, she won't be able to assume the office of the president. Tim Kaine, who will not be actually the vice president because neither he nor Hillary have been inaugurated, cannot assume the presidency. The Speaker of the House can't move up because there is already a sitting president and vice president. So Obama, in an executive order citing an emergency situation, gives himself another four years in office. Is the only way possible. Obama has been planning this for a while now, knowing there's enough on Hillary to indict her, and the Attorney General had the Attorney General indicted her based on the evidence from the FBI. This plan wouldn't work because the DNC would have quickly come up with another candidate. So they're, what they're doing is they're waiting until she's elected, and uh, there's that scenario. So think outside the box, all right? Um, if you think about it, it's not that outrageous. The email goes on. Many people on the left, including Obama, want uh, want Obama to stay in for another four years. Yeah, who wouldn't? 300-plus rounds of golf and all those rides on Air Force One. Yippee. So, anyway, uh, and, of course, if Trump wins the election, none of this is going to happen. But what if I'm correct, writes this person on Facebook, more four more years of Obama and a mostly useless uh, House and Senate. You know what, folks? Look, we're in uncharted waters here. You can laugh if you want at these different scenarios. And, you know, I look... Just take it for what it's take it for what it's worth. And one more thing before we go on. Hang on, hold on, hang on, hold on. Okay, um, it was here that I saw this uh, about the Constitution. Did you open it? Did you do something with it? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Here it is, right here. The question was raised, or the question raised about the king staying in power if the demon doesn't make it to the election. Um, uh, apparently, it was from a Lisa Haven interview with Larry Nichols. And Larry, of course, has been a guest on our show before. Anyway, and the, let's see, the gist of it was the uh, Satoro staying in office at her expense. However, okay, I'm not, I, anyway, Matt from New Hampshire, thank you very much. But yes, so so apparently Lisa Haven broached that question with, with Nichols, and Nichols said, well, what, you know, what would happen if... Uh, If she doesn't make it to the election, I guess is the gist of it. So, all right, go on. And that kind of reiterates what was said in uh, in the earlier hour uh, phone call about the but, but potential you know, for a constitutional crisis if a nominee is taken out we, we, right we before can, the election. We we can talk about this all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we all know in our hearts, don't we? we in our spirits, that there's something wrong here with this with this election. Weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. The yak is called for again. We're gonna. Let's wait till, to take the, the phone calls until we get to the next president. segment. 
Yeah, your calls at 844-769-2944 as you watch the Bouncing Yak across the <laughs> YouTube channel. Is and, uh, it still bouncing? Can I grab it? I want to hit this article from Reuters. Angela Merkel says refugees did not bring Islamic terrorism to Germany. Chancellor Angela Merkel said on Wednesday refugees had not brought terrorism to Germany, adding that Islam belonged in the country as long as it was practiced in a way that respected the Constitution. More than a million people fleeing war and poverty in the Middle East, Africa, and elsewhere arrived in Germany last year. The mood towards them has soured after a spate of attacks on civilians last month, including three carried out by migrants, which obviously directly contradicts you know, Merkel, what Angela Merkel is saying. Yeah. She got, uh, the, the phenomenon of Islamic terrorism of ISIS is not a phenomenon that came to us with the refugees, Merkel said in an election campaign event. No, for her not. Christian Democrats in the eastern uh, state ahead of a regional vote on September 4th. Merkel is, is, is uh, this shows not the intellectual stupidity or the stupidity of Merkel, but her belief that the people of Germany are gullible to the, to, to, to the Islamic alien invasion of Muslim. See, this is being done in Germany, in France, all across Europe. By the, by Soros, in my view anyway, by Soros and by the globalists in order to water down the European Union. And of course, the byproduct and perhaps even the objective of this is to create the, the, the recreate the caliphate, which was declared nonetheless, um, uh, by ISIS back in 2015. And we, we have, we have Obama to thank for that. And don't forget, folks, December 2nd, 2015, Syed Rizan Farouk and his wife, they dropped off their baby at their mother's house, drove to Syed's place of work, the Inland Regional Center in San Bernardino. There was a holiday Christmas party taken in progress. The two were dressed in tactical gear, both carrying handguns, modified rifles, illegally modified rifles, and they proceeded to shoot Christians. All right? <clears throat> and just in the last 24 hours, you have police arrest a German man uh, yep. suspected of storing explosives. German police foiled jihadist terror attack at a festival after seizing explosives at a man's home. And you have attacks as pointed out by the Reuters article and other news of um, attacks in Germany directly related to the migrant crisis in ISIS. Now, look, in America, and we talked about this before, right at the end of 2015, there were a 1,000 people under investigation for ties to ISIS. There were 900 open investigations of possible ISIS recruits and sympathizers being carried out in all 50 states in this country. That's what they're admitting to. Did you get those numbers? And according to the FBI report, 76 people were arrested for ISIS-related crimes in uh, since March of 2014. 56 of them, the majority of them, were in 2015. 27% were involved in plots against the U.S. inside the U.S., Folks, understand this is what Obama, Hillary, the people in power, the globalist oligarchy, moron, uh, maggots, and, and I'm not sorry for my language or, or the terminology, the descriptive terminology, this is what they are bringing into this country. And we have to stand up and say, no, we cannot allow this to happen. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report for our last segment coming up. Stay right where you're at.
of the Yak. Is it the year of the Yak? I don't know. No, can't be. The Yak is loose. We've got to get the Yak back. Now, to be serious, you're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report, um, the final segment here. You know, go back to uh, April of this year, April 6th to be exact, uh, ISIS supporters released a video which they called for terror attacks to be take place in London, Berlin, and Rome. It was reminiscent of the independent videos that appeared in the months after 9-11, which threatened attacks on the United States by al-Qaeda. This new video produced in English by a group calling itself the uh, Al-Wa'ad Media Production presented a message. If it was Paris yesterday, today in Brussels, Allah knows it will be tomorrow. Maybe it will be in London or Berlin or Rome. Notice that, or Rome. And, of course, there's other things. Fight them, Allah will punish them by your hands, infidels, wherever you find them. That is the message. It's cool to be ISIS, according to some on Facebook and Twitter, because of the ninja-like garb. You know, is the threat for real in the United States? Absolutely. And where is it coming from? It's coming from the importation of young men who will never, ever, ever, ever assimilate into society, no matter how much the Democratic National Socialists in power want them to. And uh, CNN article uh, did, or CNN did report that since uh, declaring the caliphate, its caliphate in June 2014, of course, al-Baghdadi, the, uh, the, the nom de plume of the leader, now supposedly room temperature um, terrorist attacks in 20 countries other than Iraq and Syria have taken place and uh, they're much deadlier than they've ever been before they've uh, killed over 1200 people and 1700 others so we're looking at a Paris style attack being planned here in the United States and for many years the FBI and DHS have been worried about in warning us that the potential for so-called lone wolf, and that's a misnomer, terrorist attacks here in the United States, but the bottom line is this. It's orchestrated. It's orchestrated. Joe, you know that, and our audience is intelligent enough to know that. Hagman and Hagman on this final segment tonight in this broadcast. Let's go to the phones. we got a number of callers in this last segment. We're going to have to do a... uh, Quick round here. Um, we got a. Here's the Hagman, Hagman lightning round. Let's do it. Jennifer in PA, you're up first. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman report. Hi, Joe. Hi, Doug. It's Jennifer from Pittsburgh. Jennifer, how's it going, Pittsburgh? How you doing? Pretty good, actually. Well, I would. I'd like to tell you guys that everything's perfect, and we know that that's not the case. But what I was hearing from a lot of the listeners and just your rebuttal both you guys um, and what we've been listening to is really what was already we were already pretty prepared for this like maybe a year ago I remember when a lot of us were really just catching on to what we would be looking at going forward what I believe now after listening to Karen we're we're right in it now we kind of were preparing for whatever we were going to be in so most of us know like going to over to survival wholesale getting our stuff, getting our thing together, getting our reserves, just being prepared. And then now we're going to just 
it's like a we'll occupy until he comes. With that said, and I'm not sure what you guys think about this, and I, I'll, I'm going to get off the phone, but wherever we're at, a lot of us are, I mean, some of us are pretty definitely ill. I just found out I have a lot going on that it's not good, okay? Not the news I was hoping to get from the doctor. So a lot of us are pretty sick in this. That's that's my big thing is it's not that we're not aware of what's going on. It's how are we going to survive? I mean, many of us are not going to be, I, I can't work anymore now. Um, I guess that's my concern is what's your insight on this? Like, a lot of us are losing our jobs, we're, we're on the brink of losing our homes, and you got all this evil, right, right, we're right at the apex of it, you know, we're at the tipping point, and many of us have already, are too far, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, America, mm-hmm. while it could be saved, how bad off are we going to be? I mean, some of us are in such bad health now, and I never thought at 45 I'd be saying this. But even if America can be saved, what kind of condition will America be in as far as people? And who's going to pick up the slack? Because if you've got all these young people are so against, they're so Marxist, that are they going to pick up the slack? Because us older people, like over the 40, 50 plus, maybe the younger 30s that are just catching on and some young people. But who's really going to pick up the slack to save the other side of I mean, on the other side of it. I mean, if Trump, let's just say Trump wins and everything goes really well and this that would be a pure intervention of God so yeah, I wanted right. to hear what your insight is like what are we going to be like on the other side of this you know if, gonna, if America we, does but Jennifer knowing you and, and, and I know you I know you're a strong young lady and I say young relative good to me but but the fact is this: we cannot, and I don't care if you're a picture of health. None of us are going to get through this, whatever is coming, alone or without help. Joe, I mean, we can't do that. We're going to have to rely. If we don't have family, we're going to have to rely on neighbors, friends, uh, fellow members of your church. But you, even at your illness, with whatever problems you might have, you might think, "Well, I can't really." do much but you can um even from a recliner um yeah. you know you might be able to to minister to people you might be able to to serve in some capacity don't sell yourself short but we all have a position to play god would not yeah. keep you i don't believe god would keep you sucking air um uh, if <laughs> if you didn't have a a a, a, a duty a position a, a role you know so yeah um but I none of us I, when i look Okay. No, no. I mean, none of us are going to get through this uh, um, without without somebody else. Okay, so I just want to say that. But yeah. but go on, go on, Jennifer. I, I hear a lot of callers, and I hear a lot of this. They direct their concerns to that small little group of people that somehow might get the mess. They're not going to get. I believe what we're seeing is that Hillary and many people that are being turned over to the reprobate mind, just like how King Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. was turned over. Right. And if any of those people, God spares, that's a different story. I believe right now this is really going to be a test of our faith. Are we loyal, true to the end, on our end? And we know that we're going to fall in some situations. So be prepared for that part of it. And that maybe that's the prophetic word, is that we mean, we might need to be really, really get this part of it, is that we know we're going to be put in situation. We should be way ahead of that. We're way beyond politics in America. This is this is now. It's as much as it's on on the surface. It looks political. We're looking at the kind of people and the way they are dying, and we're looking at the the murders, the obvious strangeness in that. 
and we're looking at all the other things, all these other fires burning out of control. So the condition of the world is obviously going to be bad, but on the other side, I mean, I, I see why many of us need to be praying because if the best alternative for all of us is that while praying for all this, while we might not get exactly the, what, what could possibly be the worst case scenario, we're probably not going to walk out unscathed completely, got that part. So obviously a lot of us, would, you know, if we're going to endure through the end, <laughs> let's hope and pray. We're, we're And I believe we're gonna, a lot of us are going to just be pulled really upright and right into, I mean, we're, it's, it'll be Psalm 91. Many of us are going to be feel like we're going to fall apart and then all of a sudden we're going to have this supernatural strength. I, I, that has to be it for me. I mean, otherwise, because I know left to our own devices, I don't think any of us, many of us could be gone and that be it. You know, I believe that, but I believe if we're really going to be spared and we're living on borrowed time, like some of us already know, we're all on borrowed time, I'm sure, by this point. Yes, but, uh, we are. Yeah, thank you. For, but Jennifer, thank yeah. you. And we're going to be praying for you, your health. Uh, thanks for the call. But yeah, you, you okay, raise an interesting you. issue. I mean, uh, the impaired, the elderly, the infirmed, where do they, where do you fit in all this? Well, you're, you're part of this, an integral part of this, and, and, and don't lose hope because uh, you do have a role to play. Look at how many people in, in, in the concentration camps too. Um, how sickly they were. Look at, uh, Bonhoeffer. Uh, what he did, his ministry in the in the camps uh, under the gun. Thank you, Jennifer. Jeremy in Michigan. We're coming to you now. <clears throat> hey, Joe. Hey, Doug. How are you? Good. What's up? Good. Nice. Nice to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I just I've just been thinking about what happened in Milwaukee. You know, and it just blows my mind because. You know, if we go over the facts here, it was an armed guy running away, you know, right. and he pointed his gun at the police and got killed. I mean, but wait, wait, they, 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 American they, cop. yes, but they said, oh, he was right. an upstanding citizen. Like, what do you have? 13 charges against them before this incident oh, or yeah. something? Yeah, and he looked like an absolute thug in his, in his photos. Um, but it's just incredible to me that clearly, you know, somebody with a clear mind can can look at that and see like what the truth of the situation is they can put themselves in a police officer's shoes they understand that you know what self-defense is like there's a ground of reason that you know you can stand on and look at a situation from and the fact that you know you see all this rioting and all this crazy stuff it shows how uh unclear these people's minds are in a in a big way, a lot of people, not just, uh, you know, a certain group of people. I'm talking about just a lot of people in this time and age, like especially Clinton voters, you know, like it just doesn't make sense to me. I, it, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just shows the, the state of the, not only moral, yeah, moral no. decay, really. Because to me, the answer is simple, you know? The things are simple, the things that I'm looking at, you know, the, the answers, especially, I mean, it probably helps that, you know, I follow Christ and I have a biblical foundation, but, I mean, how can we, I don't know, I just want, I just, I don't know, I don't understand how people can vote and go, like, make rational decisions while, you know, they're rioting and destroying the streets, you know, I just don't know, I don't know what's going on, yeah. you know. Well, it's going to continue to be crazy like this as the uh, narrative is is 
continue to be uh, put up by the mainstream media that you know the the cops were in the wrong and you know it's and, all racism and, Joe, and, and he heard this from uh, he too you heard officer Sean from Iowa explain number one his brush with death and number two the fact that prayers helped and thirdly that not to interrupt you but but this is what it's all about. I mean, this is what it's come down to. The politicians, he, Officer Sean was saying too, don't give a whit. In fact, are, have declared war on, on our police officers, and it's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, it's absolutely wrong. It, it, it's part of an agenda. You know, it's part of an agenda. It is. Of chaos. I think. I think it's. Uh, you yeah. know, it, they're pinning they're, they're pinning whites against blacks. You know, racism uh, against authority. You know, so police against citizens. You know, any type of division that can come in, obviously that's, you know, Satan's biggest tool. That's why we even have, like, borders and we have wars in the first place is just division. That's why the body of Christ isn't unified like it should be because of division. You know, it's clearly the biggest tool. And, I mean, it's really stirring up the pot now, you know. And then we're in a whole Indeed new world with, with social media, you know. Yes, that, that yes. Just, that's, a, that's a catalyst, you know. It just... It just makes things co- happen faster and quicker, and uh, I don't know. I just I just want to encourage all of us, you know, just to stay unified, stay plugged into the source, you know, and and even expose to our their wiles. You know, we're exposing their wiles by exposing the wiles and becoming educated, and informed. We can be inspired, and that, sir, is exactly your message. I I hear from you, and thank you, and, yeah. and uh, thanks for thanks for your call. God bless you, thanks, brother. Jeremy. There are a thousand stories of vital importance, but the media ignores these thousands of stories of vital importance to give you the same drumbeat propaganda from channel to channel to dumb you down. But you listen to the Hagman and Hagman report, you're going to experience a riptide of diverse information from challenging thinkers who will shake, rattle, and roll your consciousness for the purpose of growth, and that's what it's all about. If you want to stay in the safety zone, then get a pair of diapers and sit in a cradle or a corner and you know, and, and be a little kid the rest of your life. 2016, if you say you love your children, if you say you love God, then you're either in the game or not in the game. And to be in the game means you've got to actually get up, call on the power of God, use the mind of Christ, and then iron sharpens iron. You have to do whatever it takes to get your mind up to speed to be able to be effective. There are a th- that was Paul McGuire, a uh, quick clip of Paul McGuire from his last appearance. He'll be our guest tomorrow evening. And he's got a special book giveaway that he's doing for the listeners. So make sure you tune in tomorrow night as Paul McGuire will be joining us. Back to the phones. We got Don, Rachel, Elizabeth, and Jim. We're going to close out the show with these four calls. So we only got about 10 minutes left. So about a minute and a half a call. Don, we're coming to you first. All right. I'll try to be quick. Um, a couple of years ago is when I discovered alternative media. And at first I wasn't completely convinced about the coming persecution of Christians. I kind of saw a little bit of it, but I wasn't completely convinced. Then I heard one of your guests talking about the Bible code, and it really interested me. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to look into this, and I plugged my name into that Bible code, the software program, and it came back, and it said that me, with my name, would be on the run 
for my love of Jesus. Exactly. Wow. Just well. like that. And it scared me to death. <laughs> scared me to death. You should, you I, should I, find I just, strength in that, though, in a way. Well, you know, at first, at first it just scared me to death. I tried to deny it because I said, well, this is America. How could this happen in America? But today, as I look around and I see the news and I see what's going on, I can see where that could be. That could be, that could be, that could be me and my family. Could be that everyone. We would have, Every Christian. Yeah. Right, that we would have to, to flee. But the good, but the good news is, is that because I started listening to your program, you and your guests have really lifted me up, have given me lots of information that when I first saw that, I was completely overwhelmed. I didn't even know what to do. I was like, how do I prepare for that? But today, a couple years later, I feel, I feel ready. And I just want to let you guys know that and thank you for, for lifting us up and for you and your guests helping to prepare us financially and physically and spiritually. You're making a big difference in our life. Don't thank and you. I feel, yeah, and I feel like all right, if that's where I have to go, if that's wherever the Lord wants to take me, all right, I'm ready. I have my go bag or bug <laughs> out bag or whatever you want to call it. I have it ready to go. Two years ago, I, I wasn't there. But today, I am, and a lot of it is due to your program and wow. to all your wonderful guests. Thank you, dear. Thank you so very much for the call. And, and, Thank you. And know that you're not in this alone. And uh, know that you're part of our family of listeners. And know that we will always work to help you, your family, your friends, other people like you. It makes it makes, it makes me feel good to hear. Thank you. You made my night. <laughs> well, thank you. You make my night all the time. God bless Thanks. you guys, too. Thank you. Thanks good for night. the call, all right. Next week, well, uh, as we get this next caller on, we have the Yak Train. Okay, the Yak Train going for those people on. I feel like David Letterman. This is this shouldn't be like David Letterman. The the Yak, yak Train with Obama across the bottom of the screen. Um, compliments of uh, Eric the Tech. The Yak for those watching on on YouTube. Uh, sorry about that. Go ahead, Joe. Rachel in California, we're coming to you. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Good evening, jo- uh, Joe and Dot. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I just want to follow through with what previous caller said, Don. Um, yes. I want to thank you for creating this platform and for inviting the intellectual guests like Mr. Steve Quayle and Mr. Tom Horn and L.A. Marzulli and everybody else who have have been contributing to educate the minds of the American people and create that awareness that, yes, this is America, yes, it's the greatest nation in the whole world, but 
because of the moral decline that's been happening for decades, among other things, it is possible that whatever agenda they have, they meaning the elite, um, is possible because I believe, this is just my personal take, that we are slowly, gradually losing the protection of, of God because we, many of us have turned our backs on him and we are just maybe not conscious about it or because we are being deceived by the other side but whatever it is um, it's just possible it's going to happen now what I noticed uh, from the previous callers is that many of them have this uh, nervousness in their voices like this panic what I can say is um, based on again the education that I have been picking up from your shows is that the only anchorage that we really have right now is Jesus Christ oh um, amen yeah. mm -hmm. and I think more than anything else of course it's good that we care for food and water and things like that the essential physical essential but more than anything else I think each of us is going to be faced with just two options it's either you're with God or you're against God and so with that said the preparation that needs to be done by every individual not just here in the United States but in the whole world is spiritual preparedness because that's what's going to get us through this whether safe or unscathed no you're you're right you are there's no, there's nothing that I can add to that I think I think you, I think, I think you covered it well thank that's you good. so much wow thank thanks so for the much. call Rachel you have a good night you're, you're very welcome, and thank you so much again. And, and, you're, and you are the reason. I mean, you're why I say we have got the most enlightened audience in the world. So Yes, we do. we got Elizabeth and Jim. we got about three minutes left. Elizabeth, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. I'm calling about the scenario where Hillary is elected and then has a health crisis and can't be sworn in. Um, at that point, we'd have a constitutional crisis, and... She couldn't be sworn in. Her vice president couldn't be sworn in because he's not actually anything at that point. Um, Obama conceivably could stay in office if that happens um, because his vice president can't take over because there's still a sitting president. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm going to contact somebody from Hillsdale College tomorrow. Um, I, I, I believe what you're saying is to be uh, to be true. I don't know that to be um, right. But, uh, well, but I'm going to contact Hillsdale College tomorrow, a professor of, of constitutional uh, scholar there. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, is is that, do you have more to add? Because No, I'll, the only thing I was going to say is Joe Farah wrote a column a few days ago on a similar topic, saying what happens if she's indicted, and um, it would be the same scenario. If for some reason she can't be sworn in, it doesn't matter whether it's a health crisis or it's an indictment or anything like that. I'm not a constitutional scholar, but by, by any means. Wow. So. But, but, I mean, but, I'm no, a lawyer, you... but not a constitutional scholar. 
Oh. So, but there's okay. nothing in the Constitution about it, and to my knowledge, there are no cases because the situation's never arisen before. So yeah, I don't have think a it real has. crisis. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to hear what what he has to say if you contact him. Yeah, I, I'm going to. I, I'm, I'm going to contact Hillsdale College and because they had online uh, constitutional courses. I don't believe, and I took that course. And I, I seriously, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing a situation like this. No, there hasn't about. been one, not to my knowledge. Okay. And so conceivably, the, he could hang on and stay. A frightening thought. And, and you're an attorney, uh, mm-hmm. practicing attorney. Okay. Wow. Thank you for That's listening to our program. Yeah. Thank you for your input. Sure. No, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you've made me feel. <laughs> I'm not sure you made me feel good. But but thank you. Um, Just hang up uh, and have nightmares tonight, right? Yeah, really, really. Uh, but but no. But God bless. Thank you. That very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, you know. Now now I'm, I'm really. I can't wait. God bless. <laughs> Thanks right. for the call, Elizabeth. Have a good night. Sure. Wow. Hmm. We got one caller left in just a few short minutes. Take Jim. Take us out, Jim. You're live. Hey, hello, y'all. Quiet guy, hey. Jim Collin. Yeah. Um, I had a quick, quick question and uh, uh, prayer request. Uh, a couple of weeks ago or so, I listened to all these programs on my flip phone, and Russ Dizdar mentioned something about a conference in Bozeman in October. And I didn't did? find it on it. And I just wondered if you guys knew anything about it. Boy, we didn't get that memo. Out of it. Uh, I would. Uh, I, I talked to Russ uh, here a short time ago, or not today, but a couple of days ago, and I talked to Steve yesterday or this morning. I can't remember. I would know about it, uh, unless. Yeah, I figured you would. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and unless was it was it a, a rerun? Because when were we? No, that was in April we were at. I don't May, think it was it? a rerun. It was just a couple of few weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago that he said it. But yeah, listen. You know, it's just whatever is in the queue on okay. the daily you know, broadcast I get here on my flip phone. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not I sure. I, I don't know anything about that. Check it out. But yeah, cool. if Russ and Steve are, are, are planning a conference, what we're going to try to do, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to try to talk both of them into getting out of Bozeman, so they can like go to some place easier to get to where you don't have to rent a burrow to get there. Uh, I swear oh, we well, flew I over. I thought, I, I, I thought Bozeman was cool. That's the first time I left here in years, and the only reason I could think of to leave here is to go to another conference up there. That was pretty cool. What, what city do you no, live in? No, it was nice up there. It, it was, yeah, it was. But what city do you I, live I, in? I'm in Kauai. I'm, I'm in Kauai. Kauai guy. Yeah, Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. You don't oh, 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 oh. You know, I met you in Bozeman. I met you guys my, my, in Bozeman. My synapses are, are misfiring like Hillary Clinton. I'm short-circuiting. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I met you guys in Bozeman. Anyway. Yes, you did. And uh, I'd like to make a prayer request for, you remember in Bozeman, that gal that hitchhiked to the conference? Yeah. Yes, she, I do. I've been close contact with her all the time, and she just left this morning on a bus from Massachusetts down to Branson. And with no... Yeah, pray for God's provision for her a place to stay, and yeah, to meet all of her needs for uh, Sharon. She, is she going to uh, the revival? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she just got on a bus from Massachusetts today, and okay, a credit card, rent a car, or a room, or stuff like that. But yeah, she got a little cash. But anyway, are you, are you, pray for God, you, God's provision. You gonna be in contact her. with her, sir? You gonna be in contact yeah, with her? Yeah, yeah. yeah all sure. right. Um, 
All right. I, I would like to check on her status. Um, so if if she can send me an email as to or her status, I'd like to check on her. Um, I don't know if she's going to be able to go online. Um, I guess I'll, right. I'll send you an email with yeah, her do, number if you want. Do that, brother. Do that. Thanks, We're Jim. out of time. we got to cut you loose. Have a good night. We are, we are woefully out of time. God bless. Wow. We'll be back tomorrow with Paul McGuire. And don't forget Jim Mars on Friday. Jim He's Mars. First time guest. Buckle in there. Paul McGuire tomorrow night and a book giveaway. Yes. Stay safe. Good night.